What's up, y'all? It is the Grown Man-ish Podcast, giving y'all the end of 2018 podcast edition. Your boy Bowtie Fresh is here, live and in the building. And you know, as always, my partner in crime is here. Let Mike, us know. Mike J, resurrected from the dead. What's happening, man? <laughs> resurrected like uh, like uh, Mr. Lions, like a phoenix, huh? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. The way 2018 didn't treat me, boy, I feel like I, it wasn't nothing but Jesus. I was able to rise up another day. Jeez, boy, 2018 was rough. But, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, these past, the, the the end of twenty eighteen been a bit extra rough too, man. But like you said, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, I'm <laughs> got us through it, bro. Yeah, man. Hope all y'all out there having a having a good end of y'all twenty eighteen and ready for twenty nineteen. And we're gonna get into you know all that throughout the show. Uh, but but Mike J, man, what's going on with your Christmas, man? Did you have a good Christmas holiday? Yeah, man, you know, Christmas is always me about, you know, like, to me, the first thing is the religious aspect. I'm not going to beat everybody's head down with that, but then you make sure your family has what they want, so if they happy, I'm good. Uh, man, straight, man, what about yourself? I did, man. You know, for, for Christmas, it's, it's about the same, pretty much, for me, you know, the religious aspect of, uh, of all that, but uh, for me, you know, the Christmas is about my two sons, man, and uh, they, they absolutely had a blast. I, I am a uh, uh, not really big into just throwing a lot of stuff at my kids, uh, but you know they 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 got the things most of the things pretty much all the things that they asked for. But I'm also about experiences, so uh, we try to create certain experiences. I try to create certain experiences for my boys, um, so that those memories and and, and moments uh, will be with them when they're 25, 35, 45. Because you know these toys and computers or Xboxes or whatever, they, you know they'll they'll be a thing of the past within a few months. So um, I try to have a good balance of both uh, for for my sons, and that's what my Christmas is all about—just waking up with them, making sure they got smiles on their faces, and having a good time. And you know, both of my sons uh, were very special uh, this this year. They both made comments to me about me being a, a great dad, and you know, being able to take care of them and. My oldest son said that he was thankful that he got everything that he asked for, but he was thankful that he had a warm place to stay, man. So that that right there let me know a little bit, but, you know, I'm doing something right, man, because, you know, I feel like I'm growing up with them, you know, at the same time. I'm I'm, I'm 36, and I still feel like I'm growing up, but you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff, stuff like that lets me know that I'm doing – I'm on the right path, bro. Yeah, man, I definitely feel you on that, man. Um, There's nothing better than me also – to give your family what they want, definitely what they need, number one, and then being appreciated for it, man. You know, being, you know, a man, is, it's, it's a hard job. Not saying women, women is not, because um, women, they holding it down, but like trying to balance everything out, fatherhood, your relationships, work. Oh, yeah. You know, racism, everything else that you deal with yeah. as, as a man, it, it's a lot. So being able to have those, those moments of happiness, man, where it's just pure bliss, so, you know, that's definitely one of the things that you – you definitely want to be able to take hold that to your chest, man, and really, and really, just you know, just appreciate it. Well, let me ask you a question, man. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna ask you two things. So what was you know you and I we've been knowing each other what about 25 years? Five, so. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's like we're more brothers than anything else, and we're family ties, and it's crazy. Yeah. So was that a family event? You know. Anyway, long story short. So what was your favorite memory as a, like a like a child? And I go from zero to like 18 as far as Christmas? Uh, 
one of my favorite moments as a child, you know, uh, and Mike J knows this was right around the time we first started, uh, when we first met each other. Uh, my family, you know, we we were the traditional or, or, or typical, you know, old school black family in the 80s. We all lived together, you know what I'm saying? My my granny and her husband at the time, you know, we his, his nickname or his, his biker name was Superfly. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to Transition Man and yeah, all yeah. Indy, Indy Vans. Hey, hey, man, Indy Van Masters and Naptown Riders, man, for real. But, you know, my granny and Superfly, we, we had a house over off of Grand, you know, over off of Emerson, for those who know the Indianapolis area. And it was my granny, uh, her husband, my grandfather at the time, and my, me, my mother, my aunt, two of my aunts, three of my cousins, my uncle, and a close family friend. We all lived in a damn three-bedroom ranch-style house, man. And um, it was a Christmas. That that was a Christmas morning where we all got up. It was it was fun as a kid to have all those people. You know, granted, it was I'm sure it was tough for them adults and everybody getting along and personality, so forth and so on. But I remember that morning we all got up, and my grandmother and them they had like this brick fireplace like setting area with like a old like stove type thing over there but man we got up literally over half of our living room like no exaggeration half of the living room a little bit over half was just full of stuff man full of presents and my grandmother had had like some little cookies and stuff like that out there but man it, it just waking up and walking in there and with my family and seeing everybody's face like light up like oh my gosh like all of this stuff and like you know, I was—I think I was like around seven, six or seven years old at the time. But man, I remember it like it was yesterday, vividly, man. And you know, we all just dive in and you know start having fun. We sang a little bit, and it was that—that's probably one of my my fondest, you know, if not my top, my top two Christmas moments, um, at least from my childhood, man. That that was a beautiful moment, man. Like I said, it was it was one time where my family was all on one accord, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't no no BS no bickering and no no none of that other stuff man like we all i felt it in the air like we all were just genuinely happy and you know sitting there with blankets and all that type of stuff man it was a it was a beautiful moment man yeah that's straight man for me my favorite memory and you definitely remember this vividly man the year was 1998 boy had just got his license <laughs> i remember bad. that Yo, man, my parents bought my first ride, man. It was the 1987 uh, Chevy Cavalier. Cavalier, yes, sir, was, that I blue boy. I, yeah, I think I was a, I was the, really the first of my friends to have a car, and that's not bragging. Yep. I'm just saying I just happened to, you know, just hit that sweet spot of getting a car first. But yeah, yep. man, so that was that was dope. Like, yo, man, all the fun times we had in, in the cab, man. Man, uh, riding riding around, not moving, not realizing I had no lights <laughs> lights on. Uh, <laughs> Man, Mike J and Bowtie Fresh had some ill ass moments in Mike J's Cavalier, man. Like we had <laughs> we done all kinds of shit in that Cavalier. <laughs> and then the and then the and then the tripped out thing is, man, they wouldn't let me drive the car to school. So yeah. man, I still had to like drive the bus. So you imagine y'all having a car sitting in your driveway and I'm like telling people like what you have for I got a car, you ain't got no car. It's like, you know, you ride the bus to me, that blue car is mine. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I would only get to drive it like uh, you know, on the weekends and you know, I didn't end up getting I didn't like to, to like work and stuff like that. Now they let me drive it like at the end of the end of the year, I got to drive it to like, you know, school and all that type of stuff. But yeah, like the first few months 
yeah, I was like sitting, I was sitting, I was taking, still taking the bus. But uh, definitely, man, that was like my favorite because it gave me the independence, man. And you know, because my family went, up, you know, above and beyond to buy me a car and still bought me some other stuff. So that's definitely uh, that's the, always gonna be the Christmas I remember, man, of that. And I'm not yeah. really the stuff, stuff. If people who know me, you know, I like sneaks, you know, kicks and stuff like that. But like for those who truly, truly know me, I'm not really. That's not really my thing. But to be able to to get that car, man, that just that opened up the world of opportunity. And this to show how much love and respect and trust my parents had in me. Some of it probably was not under was undeserved, but still, it was, uh, you know what I'm saying. If they know what I know, yeah, yeah, yeah it was getting it, it, was getting, it was getting it in. You know, things with the lady, things with the like this. And we can end out. We can end this. Uh, Things with the ladies changed a lot when the boy got the car. Hey man, <laughs> it changed, hey, man, it was, changed a lot. Man, it was it was it was also a moment that that for me, you know, both tie fresh. I remember from Mike J, man, because I think I was just as hyped for this cat getting the car as he was. I'm like, man, you know, for at that time, I was like, nigga, you done made it, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like you arrived, but. On the flip yeah, no. side, though, man, the, 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 just just for y'all to give you a little insight for y'all how much, you know, Mike and, and I are, are, are literally brothers, man. Like, this, this cat is literally like my blood brother. I remember this cat, when he, when he gave me, when he called me to tell me he got the car, this cat, I remember him saying, we rolling. Yeah. As in me yeah. and him. Like, he yeah. included me. And he was like, man, we rolling. Like, he said, we, not me, not, you know, what, none of this, you know, I got a car, you don't, like, nothing like that, man. Like, Mike J was like, we rolling, bro. So, that's a, that's a big up to Mike J. And, you know, like I said, that's just, that just is a little insight of how much, literally, like, we are brothers, man. Like, oh, if, I, if I got it, he got it, and vice versa. And if I don't got it, I'm going to do what I can to make sure if he need help, you know, he, he gets, he got whatever he need, man. So, yeah, that's you know, not, that's, that's just, a, that's just a little bit of insight for y'all, you know, for, for, for the two of us. It's like, it would be like, we would go buy albums and we would never buy the same album. I was like, yo, if you got it, then I got it and vice versa. Yep. So it was only a few albums back in the day that we both had, like stuff like Outkast and stuff you, we both had to have. Yep. I, remember, I remember us going like, yo, you get this, I'll get this. Because I'm like, yo, because both sides be in my house like every weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, every, I mean, because, you know, man, I mean, we had the spot. You know, we had the basement and all that type yep. of stuff. So it was like plenty of room in my house. You know, it was just like, yo, your mom's, you know, drop you off. We come get you. You just like, yo, we hanging out. We at the mall. So it was like almost damn near every week he was at my house. So I was like, well, why yeah. you going to buy the same CD? And I'm going to have that's silly. I'm going yep. to talk yep. to you on Monday. We're gonna talk. We're gonna watch Monday Night Raw and Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Nitro. <laughs> hey, but that's real talk, man. That's how we. That's how we operate, man. Like literally, like we operated like that when we was, you know, in, in middle school and high school. I mean, to an extent, we operate like that now. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just is what it is. Was, you know, we. It, it's one of them things that, like Mike J said, if if I got it, he got it, and vice versa. Yeah, so that so that's this man, that's what's going on, man. But let me ask you something else. So, since you're a father, obviously Christmas has changed. So, what's your favorite Christmas memory with your boys? I know you talked about it earlier this year. So I know they're getting up there in age. So, so, so as since you've been a father, what's been your favorite Christmas? I know you, I know it's hard to narrow down because they man. like the kids. But you know, what's one of your moments that just pops in your head? Uh. One of the moments that popped in my head was probably last year. 
last year's Christmas uh, because that was the first time that my youngest like really was into it. He was five, and but like he was really into Christmas. Like he knew what was up. He knew about presents and all that. My other son was seven, you know, or, 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 or eight. I mean. So it was like they both were like really into that. Like, okay, we know what's up on Christmas. We made lists. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were looking forward to it. And uh, part of last year's Christmas, again, I told you I'm about memory. So we spent Christmas morning here. And like, we have a tradition. Like, I'll get up, I'll go downstairs, turn on the lights and all the type of stuff. And then, like, they like to come down with me recording them so I can get their reactions so they can watch their reactions afterwards. So they come downstairs. And literally, like, oh, my God, Evan, my youngest, Evan, is like, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff. And he just, like, runs over and hugs me. So, like, we spent time opening gifts and all that type of stuff. And they were like, oh, I got everything that I want. And they're, like, playing with each other and all that type of stuff. So then it's like, all right, so remember Daddy had you, you know, pack your bags and stuff. So now we're going to leave in a few hours. And that's when I we went up to um, to uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, um, I can't remember the place in Wisconsin, but we pretty much went to like an indoor water park uh, just out, just inside of Wisconsin. And then I took them to their Lego land outside, you know, in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, and they like literally just lit up like they had a blast. And, and I think that it, for me, it was those moments because they remembered their quote unquote stuff, you know, all the things they asked for. But like they were so high. They didn't know where we were going. They just knew we were going somewhere. So then I told them and it was just like, over the top, man. And that was like, that's probably the, the fondest moment that I have as a father because it was just like, it was a culmination of things, but it was just the fact that they both really, really knew what Christmas was all about and knew what, you know, they knew the religious aspect of it. They knew they were supposed to, they were going to get some stuff and all that type of stuff. And it was just one of those surreal moments where it was like, damn, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do this for my sons and provide, you know, still have a roof and bill, you know, and electricity and stuff. Uh, but it was just one of those moments where I actually took a step back and was like, damn, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing the right thing, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so let me ask you a question. One more question. And yes, sir. Do, you, do your boys still believe in, do your boys believe in Santa Claus? Uh, not, not really. Hey, okay. my, my oldest, my oldest definitely doesn't. He, he, he definitely does not. As a I, didn't fact, think, I, I didn't think he did it cause he's very analytical. So, but you know, I didn't, yeah. didn't want to assume. No, no, no. My oldest definitely does not. Uh, my youngest, Evan, he he kind of teeters back and forth. But man, funny story, real quick. I know, I know, we got a lot of the show, man. So uh, this literally happened yesterday. I'm, we're sitting in the loft, and I, I play video games. So me and my boys, we're playing. They they're into wrestling now, which kind of excites me because I'm a, I'm a wrestling person too. But they're into wrestling now, so they got this WWE uh, Xbox game. So we're playing it. You know, we're all talking trash, having fun or whatever. And then like out of nowhere. Sam says, my son is three. Uh, we call him three, Sam the third. Uh, three is like, Daddy, you know what? I'm really surprised that Santa Claus doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> and I just like lose <laughs> Like out of nowhere, bro. Like, and I just lose it. Like me and Evan, like we're just like cracking up. I'm like, man, where did that come from? Like, why do you say that? He was like, I saw a commercial before we started playing. And they were talking about Santa Claus. And he was like, but I just don't, I was like, I just don't understand how he could not have diabetes. He's eating all these cookies and treats and stuff, and he don't work out, and he's obese. And I said, "Yo, I'm like I'm obese." I said, "I said, I said, son, you have really gone in on Santa Claus right now, man. <laughs> like, what the hell?" 
And then, like, when Evan walked away, he was like, I know Santa Claus isn't real, but he was like, don't you think that we're sending the, uh, the wrong image with Santa Claus as a, as a society? I said, you know what? And, <laughs> and that, it just speaks to that analytical side that you just mentioned about my son, man. I was like, where the hell does this even come from, bro? Like, <laughs> my son, wild. He's wild, bro. He's wild. Yeah, that that is crazy, man. And then, you know, it's just that's that's some wild stuff. I knew Santa Claus wasn't real because you know we lived in the hood. <laughs> and he, right. And I was like, I ain't coming over here. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and, and making it out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. We lived in the hood where it was like when crack first hit, first hit the town. So I was like, yo, he ain't coming over here. We, you can't, you know, you need somebody to take help me take the trash out to the dumpster because them boys was out there smoking rocks. Right. And, and second of all, we didn't have, uh, we had a chimney. I'll tell you that, but we had, no, we didn't have a chimney. Well, I think we did. We did have a chimney, but I was like, he ain't coming over here. And third, I, uh, you know, one time my grandma was married, her husband, her, they would put the cookies and the milk and stuff out. And I went to the restroom and I seen them eating the cookies. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> this is fraudulent, man. So. You know what I'm saying? That's that's crazy, man. But I guess <laughs> Mike J yelled out, "The lies, the hey, deceit." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if I would have known it now, I'd have yelled out lies like Candy yelled out on Housewives of Atlanta. The lies. <laughs> yeah, cause I was just looking like, oh, all right, you know, what I'm saying? whatever. <laughs> let me go ahead, and, you know, let me go ahead and go on back to bed and just you know fake the funk so I can get this stuff. But yeah, I, right. I, I just never. I ain't messing up my bag. Oh yeah, not at all. You never want to mess up the bag. Heck, man, but but I want you know we was just you know both time I was talking about something before the show started, man. So before we usually we jump in that damn Trump news, but we are. But man, twenty eighteen was crazy. We'll talk about this throughout the show. But one of the things that keeps popping up in my mind is Bill Cosby is in the clink. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be there, but it's like crazy. Yeah, the Bill Cosby uh, is in the Cliff clink. Huxtable. <laughs> Bro, did you did you hear the phone call? They they take this recording, man. He was talking about he was talking to his dead mama in jail the other day. Oh no, I didn't yeah, hear about that. Man, he was like, I have finally got sense of self and I am clear. And you know, it was just like, oh, this dude is losing it. But you know, man. I don't feel bad for him. It's just a shock, man. So you know, we know Bill's like one of our biggest shock. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie and say if the Cosby show don't come on TV, I ain't going to watch it. I mean, you know. I oh, I still got all the yeah. seasons on DVD. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I still enjoy the show. I can separate the man from the animal. But, man, what's, I was just about to say that. <laughs> so what's some of your shocking 2018 moments, man? Oh, man. I can't even really. There, there's so much that didn't happen. Like, I can't even pinpoint one thing. Um. Just give me a few. I guess. It ain't, it ain't I, guess be I guess. I guess. I was. I guess. I would say one thing that that and a lot of a lot of people are you know it's, it's happened recently commenting on it is uh, your boy Offset popping up on stage at Cardi B's for her, her concert. I'm like, that's one of those things. It's like okay, it it, it sends a couple messages. Like one. It's one of the things how women women always talk about. You know, it, it's not really safe for them out here. Yeah. Men men can't accept no or take rejection. And it was just one of them things that was like, man, that's kind of, it kind of teeters on the edge. Like, I know they're famous and all that, but yeah. they're still people. And they're like, kind of teeters on the edge of like, hey, she said that she's cool. And even when you popped up on stage, it was real awkward. And she yeah. was like, yeah, you need to leave. So it was like one of them things that was like, how much is too much, like, aggression? But then at yeah. the same time, it was one of them things that was like, 
everybody talks about, you know, these Migos and all this other type of stuff, and everybody's super thug. Every dude out here is super thug and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it actually shows that these individuals, again, are people. Yeah. And I believe that there's an element of him that probably really genuinely is hurting because oh, yeah. he's not there. So, like, it was one of those moments that was just kind of had, you know, a, a double edge to it. And was like, okay, it was, it's interesting, you know, from, from, a, from an everyday lay person aspect to kind of see it play out. But uh, I always say, you know, I, I hope that whatever goes on, all these individuals remain safe. I hope that progress to nothing crazy because, again, in everyday life, we've seen stuff like that happen. Individuals pop up at people's jobs or, you know, schools or whatever, and bad things happen. So, well, well even uh, going back to was that in Chicago when the love, yeah. the, the you know, the, the doctor, she broke up with her fiance. Yeah. He and came to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to the hospital and asked for the ring back. She's like, I don't have it because what doctor's going to be wearing a ring, especially a ring if they're not together? And he, and he killed her. So it goes yeah. back to what you said about, you know, overstepping boundaries. Now, we've all, you know, Typically, people have been in relationships, they, you know, homo or heterosexual, however you want to do it. You get into it with your significant other, there's going to be some hurt there. And you Absolutely. might want to, and you might, but you can't, like, show up at the workplace, man. Number one, it makes, yeah. it, it, makes it weird for that other person because I would think in the reverse, if, if she cheated on Offset and she popped up with, like, maybe not flowers, but whatever Offset likes. So, you know, whatever makes Mr. Set off. You know what I'm saying? And he gets, <laughs> he gets like, yeah, you know, I know, right? <laughs> slim, blossom, slim jeans and a pretty blouse. You know what I mean? And he would still, he would feel the same way. And, then, you know, so you, you know, and it's weird because they both have the same management and, you know, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I th- I don't think that she knew. I think it's I think the I think her publicist kind of like, oh, bet all publicity is good publicity. But I personally wouldn't have went about that. I mean, I know I understand some people say that if you mess up in, in public, if you mess up in public, you need to apologize in public. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But in the underrated part of that video, did you hear him say, "I'm sorry, bro"? <laughs> Oh no, I missed that. Yeah. Hit her with that. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's like, Damn. Yo, man, like, like, yo, you had all that time to like, you know, because obviously you you spending all this money on flowers and all this type of stuff. You know that you know you that you gonna be on it, you know, be on the stage with her, and that's all you can come up with. I'm sorry, bro. That makes me think that my man is truly hurt. He's wrong. He's wrong with two left feet, but. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta have you gotta have a better plan of action, Mister Set. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It was you know two. It was two nineteen year olds who were trying to knock down at the same time. <laughs> Yo, look, <laughs> a little too close. I know officers like twenty five, a little bit too close to the uh, to the age equator for me. Right. But, you, know, <laughs> you know, even when I was twenty five, I'm not saying at thirty six now I could be like the kid's daddy, which is scary. But you no, know I'm saying it's just like. I don't know, man. <laughs> but that's how you out here. you out here like Clarence Carter, boy? So I still hey, be stroking. Yo, speaking of that, yo. So you know, I was up. So I was up in there, ran to a family member, and they, you know, they always people always ask, "You gonna have a kid?" I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I'm getting. I mean, I'm getting close to forty. So he's like, "That don't mean nothing." I know such and such just had a kid, and this dude, he, I found, I got a six year old uncle, and this dude is like uh, about sixty five years old. Oh man! So I was, I was like, God, Lee's out here like a savage. Hey, he definitely, he definitely listening to Clarence Carter. Hey got, man, got the got the got the C. Alice and the Hennessy. Hey man, some church socks already, already, boy. And probably, probably some type, and probably like an outfit straight from K and G from the Steve Harvey collection. Like, no, 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 the flare out, the flare out the pants leg, make them even wider. 
Wider, wider. The shirt wider. even wider. Not on the, the not on the tie. I want you to. I want that not to be like that noose that Saddam Hussein got hung with. I want that bad boy to be. Thick. Oh damn! <laughs> damn. Hey man, you know I was like, yo, this is, he probably like cream Biggums and Spice Adams ain't got nothing on me. Hey, can you imagine, bro? Yo, your oldest kids being in their forties, and then your youngest being like six. Bro, that's crazy. That's mad wild. Yo, it's just like yo, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna stoop in my mouth finding that out. That was that was unexpected. I was just kind of like, oh, oh, and they was like, yeah, right before you. <laughs> oh, this the, is what we doing. <laughs> I, they was like, right before you had the stroke. I said, that's what caused a stroke, trying to miss. I was gonna say. Yeah, like, oh. I was gonna say. He got he hit one with it had, had a little bit too much recoil. Hey, hey. I'm telling you, boy, <laughs> boy got the shaking, man. But it's just like, you know, you, you coming down with, put it like this, man. If I was in my mid-60s and had a six-year-old son, I'm having a Bobby Brown Coke job, dog. <laughs> y'all going straight be leaning, leaning to the left, boy. But uh, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So throughout the show, we'll be uh, popping up 2018 memories as they come to us. You know, we ain't really got no no really super super format today, but you know. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you another, another 2018 moment. And it's, it's ended on a bang, and we're going to stick with the Migos. But uh, what's going on with the Migos and Bone Thugs and Harmony? Oh, man, bro. Hey, this, man. This day, <laughs> hey, man. You man. see Busy Bone with the shotgun, and then the police showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wouldn't even get to that part. I was going to hear about Lazy's horrible ass this, man. You oh, know, I, no, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go get that with the time of day. No, bro, we we got to. You got to think. We grew up with Bone, man. We we knew dudes that they were supposed to go to the concert, but the limo forgot to pick them up. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna say no names. I ain't gonna say no names. But uh, you know, what I'm saying? Oh, damn. I mean, we all was bumping E9 with the level of petty. Oh man, no, I'm saying, I didn't. This is. That's what this is. It's real. It's, it's real. It's real. I mean, you, I mean, I ain't making it up. <laughs> Shit is real. But yo, hey. and I, y'all heard it. Busy Bone had to fit the, they came to the door. I didn't realize he had the shotgun. Like, oh, yo, man. He, who are you going to shoot? I mean, you going hey, to blow the blou- blouses all the way off? Man, he had that shotgun out there. Number one, he looked like he was a, like a deleted scene from Glory. That damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That was like a musket s shotgun, man. But it was like all extra long. But then he started doing like trying to like do like military turns, and you know how they, you know, spin the gun and put it on their shoulder and different little stuff, man. Like he was doing all that like real spasmatic. And then oh. there was one. There was one moment in time where like he kind of had it and it kind of like bobbled in his hand a little bit, but the barrel was close. <laughs> the barrel was close to his head. I'm like, this nigga's about to kill himself with this, like. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny, scary, and awkward all at the same damn time because you didn't know what was gonna happen next, bro. Hey, I'm watching. It. I'm watching it now as we, as as we speak. <laughs> and it's also, man, with Busy Bones also suffer. I know he suffered from uh from like mental health uh, issues, man. So, yo, where did he get that hoodie? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, that's like a that's, it was like a 2003 Avrix boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo man, I know busy the, the way the way bone the way lazy wrapped on that bad boy. I know he had a pair of lugs on when he was in the booth. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, probably that and a full thing of bay and a full thing of uh a Beijing. Hey man, uh, that's 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 wild as hell. He ain't got the can you speed this up on on the on the Instagram live thing? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So why does he have why does he have the shotgun behind his back? Like I'm like like, you, like he like he Joe Clark with the with the 
with like with the bat. With the, I ain't with seen the boy before. Yeah, I ain't seen nobody put the put put a weapon behind they behind they back since you know NWO used to ride with the calipons and stuff like that. <laughs> oh man. Hey, man, hey man, I'm telling you, the 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 video is so problematic <laughs> with Busy Ball, man. It's just it's so much going on, like you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then his face when the police pop up, <laughs> he has this look like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yo, hey man, man. if y- if y'all haven't seen it, just go. It's on Instagram. It's it's on any social media. It's on YouTube. Just wherever, man. Y'all should go check it out. If you just want a little bit of laughter, but then like I said, it's gonna keep you on edge because there's a few moments where it's like, man, this dude's about to shoot himself and, and on accident, not on purpose. But like yeah. just the way he's handling this damn awkwardly long musket-like gun. Yeah, man. It's just yo. That should look like what's that damn what's that damn one video game? You go back in Assassin's Creed. That looked like oh, yeah. Was, that looked like when they was uh, a <laughs> Revolutionary War. Like he got that bad boy from George Washington himself. Like you know he was like a Valley Forge ready to shoot somebody. Hey man, hey man. He had that old he had that damn Oregon Trail gun. <laughs> yo, <man. laughs> yo, don't don't talk about the elders of Oregon Trail. Though. That was my damn game. <laughs> that was that was my damn game too, for real. Hey man, oxen. What was the oxen? Wasn't in the oxen like drown? Yeah, the oxen would drown going over the bridge. Yeah. And some somebody would get like malaria or something like that. Like you lose like a son or some shit yeah. like that. I thought it was a daughter. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah like, daughter. Then the wheel would break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That yeah, was man. a classic game. But man, so so you got any other twenty and we'll pop these up throughout the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'll have a, another random stream of consciousness to yeah. pop up. <laughs> yeah, so uh Listen, man. So let's get so to man, let's, let's, your boy, your boy, your boy Donald's been doing a lot out here in these streets, man. I a know lot. you didn't seen it. A lot, bro. A lot, man. This, this cat, this cat talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, all kinds of various things. But I, I was more, I was interested in, in the in the comments about him shutting down the the uh, southern borders, yeah, um, and, and not helping Central American countries and shutting down the the southern border to Mexico and all this. Man, man, do you think that this dude has really thought about the ramifications of doing such a thing? No. I know he's, I know he's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want Hispanics here or whatever, you know, non quote unquote Americans. He's, he's like a little, he's like a little Hitler. He's like an idiot Hitler. Yeah, all his thing is this, man. Everything he does is for his base. That's it. So if it was just like, hey, and then you know, that's that's all. It's to me, it's all a big campaign thing. Everything he does is towards his base, and that's what they want. Like when I, I went to New Jersey a couple weeks ago, so we drove, and you going through these really poor areas of Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, and all you see is these these Trump these Trump signs everywhere, the MAGA stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you're voting against them, not your best thing because you got to think. And this and this and we'll bring it all back to the border stuff. But I'm talking about my main point here about him like going towards his base, but they're not going towards what's best for them. They just cut food stamps again. And, and yeah. people have this weird perception it's all people of color who get all these assistance. The majority of these are white people. Poor white people. So you're going against what's best for you because he's spewing this racist rhetoric and all these type of stuff. And you know, and this that everything is just towards that. So he does he doesn't care. Even like his comments about those uh those kids dying at the at the at the border. The oh border. yeah, man! Talking about it's the Democrats' fault. No, these is kids. These right. are kids. I mean, are you not the most? Cal- I mean, he's, he's beyond like a sociopath and all this type of stuff, man. He's he's absolutely the worst of the worst. 
Yeah, man. And that's the, the, the part about that, him making the comments about the children, was like, how do you go out of your way to blame a loss of life, something that has nothing to do with politics, or maybe minimally, minimally something to do with politics? I don't know, but nonetheless, it is a life. And then you flip it into, oh, well, the Democrats are going to do this. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, there is a young life that has been lost. Lives. Not young life, lives. Yeah, lives. And you immediately, oh, well, the Democrats are doing this and the Democrats are doing that. Now, who gives a fuck about Democrats and Republicans at a time where there are children's lives that have been lost? How do you just go to that? Like, what? why is that your number one go-to, your, your immediate default? Like... Something is terribly wrong with this dude, bro. Like, it really, truly is. Like, something's wrong upstairs in his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's beyond, man. It, it's, uh, it is a uh, socio, sociopath at its, at its finest, man. But speaking of, I, you know, we, what we haven't brought up since we, you know, since the last podcast, remember that, you know, that text I sent you from a certain place to host our podcast? They tried, oh, to, yeah. they tried to ban us. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. So shout out. So shout out. And I think it's, and I think it's people because you know. And I'm not anti-Republican. I'm not anti-MAGA. I'm just really speaking of speaking of the facts. So these are things that he says and does. So I'm thinking that we get. I think they get mad at us for for because you know. And I'll say, Mike, I'm not gonna speak for both sides. It's anti-MAGA and all these type of stuff. So shout out to them. Uh, usually we get the twizzle late in the show, but you know we still here. We still rocking, and you know. People gonna get this, you know. Our listenership yeah. went up since we started, so obviously people rocking with us. So for them, for them old bastards to try to get us banned and everything else, man. Shout out to G's. You can't ban snowman. You can't ban grown man. This, so y'all can go ahead and eat. Damn go right. Ahead, go ahead, man. I, I definitely. And quote to quote Drake, and this is another ill 2018 uh, moment. Did you hear Drake tell dude to suck, go suck his mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, he told. I guess he was arguing with some dude from Toronto on Instagram on the I am, and the dude leaked it. And Drake said, "Go suck your mom." <laughs> wow, you know, so, Drake uh, yeah, with so, a one liner. <laughs> yeah, so those people who try to get us banned, go suck your mom or your dad. I don't yeah. this, but you know, yeah, you know, from both from both high fresh, you know, what I'm saying like I, freedom of speech is everything, and our podcast has continued to grow, as Mike J said. And for someone to, for, for individuals to try to ban us for just speaking, A, our mind, B, we're only re- repeating the facts that, that certain individuals have said or done. I don't care if it's, you know, individuals we give the mail to, if it's for Donald Trump or whomever. A lot of the things that these individuals have done or said that we are talking about, they actually have done. So it's not necessarily us saying this. We're repeating what they're saying and, and giving our feedback and comment on it. So again, for y'all to have an issue with us just being individuals, as you know, many people have an issue with black men being individuals. Fuck you. In the words of Turk, fuck you and the clique you claim. We don't. We don't give a damn. We still gonna keep going. We still gonna keep growing. We still gonna prosper. Period. We will, we will find a way. We we started this part. We started this podcast out the trunk from the ground up. Me and my brother that's that's that's, that's next to me. We started this out the trunk. And we still gonna keep it moving. If it has to be that way, then so be it. Whether y'all help us or not, you know, whomever, whatever. That y'all y'all can do y'all's own thing. But we still gonna prosper. We have great listeners. We have a great grown manish family of listeners from in the United States, across the waters, wherever. 
So shout out, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to everybody. No matter where you from, what country you from, what nationality you from, what religion you from, what your sexual orientation is, we fuck with you. If you about positivity, and we appreciate all y'all support. So and, there you go. And we got them hoodies coming soon, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What hey, man, that, hey, that sounds like that sound like Juicy J at the end of a daggone hey. uh, <laughs> three sixes album. Hey, man, I'm telling you, bro. So we got the the hoodie and the, the hoodies coming soon. I I think I finally figured out a way to how to how to do it. Been up in the lab, so. Uh, yeah, so check the Instagram probably today because I will be rocking one. So you see me in them Naptown streets or wherever on the Instagram. You see me on the Instagram, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? I'll make sure you, you know what I'm saying? We, we can work it out how you can get one. So, you know, yes, we definitely got some stuff stuff coming up. So uh, definitely for the folks who tried to ban us, man, I invite all your moms to my insane. You know, <laughs> and, and, go, and go ahead, man. So you know, in the words, in the words of my boy, in my boy, words of my boy, yellow bees, we gonna put something in your girl's crotch. Hey, <laughs> you ain't gonna like it. You know, shout out to Dame Dash. She's like, yo, tell your girl to put her shoes back on because she's turning me on. <laughs> man, <laughs> yo, man. So, but so let's get back to what we talking. And a little about. bit, I'm, a, I'm, I want to say one more thing. You know, and, and and this is from Bowtie Fresh, and I'm sure Mike J will agree with it. But this is from Bowtie Fresh. Donald Trump is not doing anything really good for us as a society. He's no. divisive. He's divisive. He's tearing us down. He's trying to tear people apart. And again, like I just said earlier, this grown manish podcast, we respect everybody, whether you agree with us or not, whether your lifestyle is different from or not. So again, we support individuals who are proud of their religion who are proud of their sexual orientation, who are proud of their country, whatever the case. Roman is podcast. We support y'all. We uplift y'all. We stand with y'all, just like y'all stand with us. So don't let this man divide us. Don't let this man divide our society, this country. Let's continue to grow and prosper and show this numb nut that we're bigger than any of his bullshit. Uh, I'm, just gonna leave, I'm just going to leave it there. And, uh, and I'm going to finish it up, man. So I was reading the Washington Post. The so Washington Post is <laughs> one of the best newspapers in the country. Yo, 7,000 times in 700 days, this dude has lied or has made misleading statements. I'm going to leave it right there. There you 7, go. 7,000 times in 700 days. So let me ask you this, Bowtie. You ever meet somebody who just lies for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we both know a dude. That's like a, <laughs> yeah, we know a couple, but we know we know, we know know one of them. We saw some zingers. <laughs> zingers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, man, did you like? Did you like sit up in the room? Like, was you like writing raps? You know what I'm saying? Like, you in the studio? Like, yeah, I'm gonna hit him with this today. It used to be a dude I used to work with my at a old place of employment, and yo, he would just tell Zinger we'd be talking about something. We was all we was talking about like Boston one time. He's like, yeah, man. I, he's like, you ever been to Boston? I said once. I was in the airport taking a flight. I didn't really get a glimpse. He's like, yeah. When I was in the military, which ended up being a lie. And he was like, yeah, I remember being in Boston. Some white boys, man. My boy got talking crazy. They whooped this nigga with a hockey stick. Where'd you get a hockey stick, bro? That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, like, who carries a hockey stick? Was like, was he was he playing street hockey? Was he on the ice? Was this dude Kel- Kevin McAllister from Home Alone? I mean, hey, like, where you get the like? Where you get the word, like? Where you, where you, hey man, they were they ran into Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. Hey <laughs> man, hey, hey. carry the hockey stick, golf clubs. Hey, <laughs> oh, like, yo, who, like yo, man. So that dude used to tell some zingers, boy. I was, like, I was like, bro, like, what are you just? 
<laughs> and then that dude got so mad at me one day because I just kept ignoring his zingers. He started telling me I wasn't a real nigga, quote unquote, and I couldn't survive in the hood. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just like laughing at him. He was like, yeah, you ain't no real nigga like your daddy. So I was like, oh, that's my father. You know, he's like, I don't know this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, hey man but yeah that's just one example but both time now we both know a guy that tells like some ultimate zingers so you know like i said shout out hey, to man. That, shout out to that guy telling those zingers and everything else man you know you know just keeping the city keeping the city uh keeping the city uh safe man. so shout out to that <laughs> <laughs> hey man you know I wish that I, you know, I wish that I was able to shop at certain stores, you know, even though I didn't like shopping there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, man. Well, yeah, moving, moving right along from that yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, man, 2018, bro, has been the year of the mail, and the year of the mail is white people calling the police on black people for this living. So, you know, and it's just like the latest. Did you see the brother in, like, I think he was in Portland. He was in a Doubletree Hotel. Yes, I was literally about to say that. He was just calling his mom, <laughs> and this the just to say something, and they called the police on him because he yeah. couldn't remember where his room, the room that he was, that the hotel he was staying in. Yeah, that he paid for. Yeah, his money. <laughs> so it's been a year yeah, man. the Mayo, man. So yeah, man. I think I think the Mayo superstars, though, man, definitely permit Patty. Oh yeah, <laughs> for calling oh, the police yeah. on the eight-year-old young lady selling a bottle of water. She 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 is a Mayo superstar. She's oh, that, Hall of Famer. She, hey, man, she's that she's that Heinz like. Special blend. No, what's the mix? <laughs> what, what's the mix they sell? That oh, the the, the the mayo chup. Mayo chup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mayo chup. Hey man, she, her permanent Patty's definitely a you know she she's a she's a, on on the on the Mount Rushmore of, of mayo. Yeah. You know barbecue barbecue Becky. She's got to be on there. <laughs> and then barbecue Becky, she you know she was really mad after the folks actually <laughs> threw a big ass barbecue it was like a damn citywide barbecue. Oh man, she probably spun around it. She probably turned herself into a can of mayonnaise. This probably this full, not even Miracle Whip, and not even yeah. like you know. She probably turned herself into Great Value mayonnaise. This is where you can see the eggs separate from the liquid. <laughs> man, man. So, dude, dude, off the top of my head, man, them two got to be two, two of the top uh, ones on, on, on the Mount Rushmore. Food Patrol Paula. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah. And then the Food other Patrol one, Paula. The other one that was in the convenience store that said the little black boy touched it behind, but he really just bumped it with his book bag. Book bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, man. So like I hey, said, but then she, and then the one that that lady, she was the one like kind of acting the fool when they when they released the video footage. Yeah. She was like smacking her butt and like shaking her butt toward people yeah. and stuff. So she she was really out there. Hey, man. Like I said, what well, that uh that one she, she the A Lincoln. She the A Lincoln. <laughs> when that when that, that male gets to kicking in on. And on them people on their brains, man. It's like it takes them to the fifth dimension, man. It's just like it just it right. takes it in. And we also we we make jokes about this stuff, but as we'll talk about when we talk about the Twizzler, it's so real the fact of people of color how it could go left really quick when you just mind your business and the police show up. Like yep. I was yep. at I was at you know at a place of employment, and I'm you know I'm the boss, so I'm not trying to like him, but you know I'm I'm in leadership, and somebody asked me to call the police on this black guy because he was sitting in the parking lot, a public parking lot. All right. <laughs> and I was like, so you want me? He, so he's like, he just freaking me out. So like, what is he doing? Has he said anything to you? No. So he's just sitting there. All right. And so I was like, so you want me to call the police and someone who was sitting in a public parking lot? Yeah. So I said, no. So this, this, she, she got mad still on the close the door in the office. But think about that, how that could have went to this guy. I called yeah. the police on him for no reason. 
he's sitting in the parking lot. And there's things that, you know, there's times that I may go sit in the parking lot somewhere. I might be texting or something like that or trying to get, trying to find directions on our way back from New Jersey. The other day, we had to pull into the parking lot early in the morning just because we got turned around. What if somebody called the police on us? Three right. people in a car. So I, I don't think that they realize that their white privilege has been so, it's such a big thing in their lives. They don't realize that how the other people have to live and what goes on. So, you know, so that's all. So we talk about the mail and we laugh at it, but it's also a bigger point. So, yeah. you know, so that's so when you're calling the police on people who aren't doing anything to you, aren't bothering you, I mean, it could lead to, the, you know, drastic results. And we'll talk about the Twizzler if you want to talk about. Has anybody else you can use? Yeah, yeah, Jenkins, man, or, or Mike J, you might as well go ahead and, and let them know about the, about the Twizzler, bro. All right, so this year, man, I want to, like, when we did the show, I talked to both times, like, let's let's do things, we'll just type, pop stuff in. So one of the things this year have been over-policing, and I say over-policing is, like, we talked about the male thing, people of color getting a police call, and then things happening. Like, they had a gentleman, a uh, white gentleman the other day, he's fighting the police, he made it to another day. Then he like mm-hmm. grabbed the police's nightstick. Did you see that? Yeah. And yeah. he's fighting and everything else. Now you get unarmed black people getting killed. Like like yeah. my man in Dallas. She goes to the wrong apartment, shoots him. And then they try yeah. to they try to make him like he's the perp because he had weed in his apartment. Yeah. I, or they, just 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 a couple of weeks ago, I, I can't remember what city it was from. But we you and I talked about the the video. The, the woman that was outside of a restaurant, I think it was like a fast food chain, she's getting into it with the police and she like started walking toward, lunging at the police. She actually swung on a police officer, started walking away when they told her to stop, so forth and so on. All things that black men have been killed for. For less. But yeah, she, for, or less. But she's, and I'm not saying that she should have been killed or, or lose her life or anything like that. So don't try to twist my words for anybody listening to it. I'm not saying that at all. The point that I'm trying to make is that black men and women are being killed for less. Do, do I need I bring up Philando Castile? Yeah. He was killed by doing everything that the police officer asked him. Literally yeah. everything the police officer asked him, and he lost his life in front of his daughter. So again, Mike J and I, we, we try to make these things lighthearted. They're very serious issues. But we try to make them lighthearted and just bring some attention to these things. But again, tw- the, the Twizzler goes out to all of those individuals in the law enforcement, all of those individuals that, like, like Mike J's place of employment, that want people to they want to call the police on black people for doing nothing. These things can escalate escalate to us losing our lives, and it seems as if it's a game to you, and it's not. So we give the Twizzler, we're giving the Twizzler out to bring light to these things so they can stop because this is it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and we're not anti-police there's not that's not the thing there's nobody not at saying, all. i got a homeboy with college police officer does his thing I, mean, it's I, got, I got a fa- i got a family member who's a police officer in the city of chicago south side of chicago yeah, i got a police man. officer and he sees all kinds of things and is you know and and, and is able to handle things in in a different fashion and respectably. Or does he have to make tough decisions? Uh, yeah, he does. But at the same time, he's an individual who understands and knows that you know what I have to be able to approach these situations even more sensitively now because there are those that are anti-police. But at the same time, there are those individuals 
who legitimately may try to, you know, play on the, on the, you know, the, 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 I don't want to say softness, but play on the officer's emotions because they're trying to, you know, be respectful to people and handle things in the right way. So, I mean, there's so many things at play here, but the overwhelming fact that Mike J mentioned earlier is that black men and women and children are dying for nothing. Dying when their lives could have been spared. They're being murdered. They're being assassinated. They're being killed. These are the words that the media need to use. These are the words that we need to use. It wasn't a shooting. It wasn't a, a, an altercation. It wasn't, you know, uh, police trying to de-escalate. No. Oh, Black men, women, and children are being murdered. That's shot. exactly what it is. You're getting shot, and you're also... Uh... And also being shot without, you know, being unarmed. And it's yeah. also, I mean, this one of the things I watched this year, and we'll talk about 2018 themes, they had the Santa Bland uh, documentary on HBO. Man. And just to see how it escalated when it didn't have to. I mean, right. you know, and just like how you said earlier, how, you know, we've seen people who are of non-color be able to cuss out the police and do all this other type of stuff. She wasn't, I don't think she was cursing. She was just basically nope. pissed off as I'm getting pulled over. You know, but it's just the fact of it went from there to being in jail to to her dying. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't say if the police did anything to her to make her. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. But I can say from watching that video, she shouldn't she shouldn't even been in jail or even seeing people who who in jail for like small cash miles amount. We are just at, I mean, we're not even asked. We demand our humanity. That's it. Right. There's no it's not. I don't I don't mean I don't ask for anything extra from. I don't want anything extra. I get it on. I just want to be treated fairly. And that's it. And when you see when you're not getting treated fairly, when you call it out, and then people's, you know, their privilege shows. Because anytime you want to test somebody, when you see how the right privilege shows, you just don't bring up stuff like that and just look at you like it doesn't matter. Or you talk about the NBA. Because, you know, all people, you can tell people who don't like who their privilege shows and they talk about the NBA. Oh, it pisses, them, it pisses them off. About the NBA, how much people, how much money people are making in the NBA, but uh, yeah, man. So that's that's another thing. So we 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 aren't anti-police. We want our humanity. We not we're not asking for we demand it. We want our humanity. So exactly. That's, that's, so the Twizzler is for folks. We want our humanity and we want to be treated fairly. That's it. Absolutely. But Mike J, you you mentioned the NBA, man. Bruh. So let's 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 talk about some NBA in 2018, man. Well, I guess the biggest the, big, the biggest thing is uh is um you know is LeBron going to the Lakers, man. I think yeah. that's the biggest. I mean, because you know I wasn't like super super surprised, but it's still like yo, you got you know you know the, arguably the greatest player of all time. However you want to break it down, I'm not this is not. We'll we'll talk about yellow eyes in a minute. You know, going <laughs> going to like going to the elite franchise. Probably would you say the Lakers and the Celtics probably one A one B as far as yeah you know the elite franchise of the NBA. I would agree. Yep. So making that change, and then they they playing good, and he's still like the numbers he's putting up. It's like they're like they're crazy numbers, but it's he's been doing it so long. You take it for granted how good, it. how good how good he is. Exactly. I was about to say that, man. He's he's still putting up great numbers. I think his shooting percent from the from the field has gone yeah. up. I also think his three point percentage has gone up, and his free throw percentage has gone up. So I mean, to still be able to perform. To be able to lead with with such a with a younger group of talent, 
And they've got some talent on the team. And I've been telling people, everyone's like, oh, Lonzo Ball this, Lonzo Ball that. Lonzo Ball isn't Allen Iverson. He isn't LeBron. He isn't Jordan. He isn't. Lonzo Ball is a really good basketball player. Lonzo Ball is a point guard that they need. Man, I've seen Lonzo Ball playing some hell of a defense. Oh, yeah. Lonzo Ball. He's been playing some hell of a defense. Alonzo Ball has is, got some great court vision, making passes, leading that team when when excuse me when LeBron's off the court and in Rondo's absence. And I think that the, the one of the big things that people don't realize is that Alonzo Ball is actually learning. He's learning yeah. from Rajon Rondo, learning from LeBron James. He's not taking it as oh you know well I'm just going to go down the line and you know I'm not going to be able to get mine or do my thing. No, Alonzo Ball is mm-hmm. smart. And Lonzo Ball is going to end up having some some really good longevity in this league, man. Uh, but to, just to go back to LeBron, man, it's it's just one of those things that it's like he, like Mike J said, he's been doing it so consistently for so long that it's just like eh, it's normal when it's yeah. really not. It's nah. not a normal thing, you know what I mean? But so he did, what he just turned thirty four. He just turned thirty four. Yeah, I think that I think that LeBron James is a polarizing figure on the court, but he's a polarizing figure off the court. And I think that that move to L.A. is solidifying all of the off-the-court things that he is now able to do, the, the cameras that are on him, the opportunities that he's able to have to impact certain aspects. Not saying that he couldn't do it anywhere else, but like you Mike know, J. said, Los right? Angeles is Los Angeles, the Lakers. It is one of those things that it, it, it's just the pinnacle of the sport world. You know what I mean? The Lakers are basketball. Like Marjay said, Lakers and the Celtics. You think basketball, you think Lakers, Celtics. They've won, they've won damn near half the NBA championships. Yeah. Half the NBA yeah. championships. I think they've combined for 33 NBA 30, 33 or 34, something like that, yeah. But it's also, man, have you uh, – this is one thing I've been watching. Have you seen – heard that more than a, more than a game – it's on ESPN Plus. It's, yeah. it's about LeBron and like it ain't. I'm not saying like his crew, like Phil Jackson, like his agent, and they all brothers. And it's like personal assistant, how he sets everything up. Then the dude who owns, who's the CEO of, is like his production company. Yeah, so it's it's just amazing, it's man. Dope. You just see these brothers, man, and how like LeBron empowered them. So now they doing stuff beyond LeBron standing. Like yo, LeBron, like yo, I want to get you in the door. And they used to see people our age, man, brothers. You know, our age to do doing the damn thing, man, and yeah. like they've branching off. So it, it's inspiring, man, because you know a lot of times, you know, we, you know, people who look like us, once we start making a lot of money, there's, there's very, very few people who look like us who are in the who are in decision making phase. You might have people who are along for the ride, but you know they don't get empowered to make to help make decisions and build businesses and you know come together. They like Voltron, man. So. <laughs> Like, no, nah, man, like, it's really, really interesting to see, like, yo, you should do this, or why well, done this, and, like, everything centers around LeBron, but now, like, even his agent, like, yo, he's got Anthony Davis, and I yep. think eventually Anthony Davis is going to become a Laker. Hey, man, I, I, I remember us having this conversation on one of the sports podcasts, and even this podcast, you know, or, you know a little while back, man, about AD, you know, coming, come, going to the West Coast and being a Laker, man. I th- so what do you think if that happens? Let's just say it does. What do you what do you think the Lakers look like at that point? Are they are they immediately? Anytime you have LeBron, you're going to be a championship contender. But like, what do you think adding AD if they're able to you know keep a few of those young pieces? You think that they just they are just that dominant force, kind of like the uh, Warriors have been? I think the fact that Anthony Davis is so good on both ends of the court, like yeah, I mean he's. 
legitimately, like, he's the top five player. There's very few, like, a true – there's a, a thin line of elite players. And Anthony Davis is there. He's probably oh, yeah. uh, maybe the best – could be probably the best two-way player in the NBA. You know, you can have your quibbles with Kawhi and those type of things. But he's a game changer. I mean, he just had 40 points the other day. He can do everything on the basketball court. And he's only 25. Yep. And LeBron's the type of player that's like, yo, I'll pass the ball. I don't have to shoot the last shot. His, I, I don't think it's going to be like one of those things you see – like LeBron go out like so many other great players, like once, you know, this they not the man anymore. They just disappear and they ain't in the league. I think yeah. LeBron, like, look, all right, we'll get some we'll get some other great players here. I think hey, you put A D you know, on the team, depending on what they give up, because you still gotta I think the Lakers, they're probably they I'm sure they could probably make a trade for A D because, you know, A D's probably gonna tell other teams if he wants to go to the Lakers, I'm not gonna sign an extension. So there's no use getting all of your right. players here. And then right. you, know, you get a chance to get another max guy, and there you are. I think the Warriors. I think this could be their last run. Yeah, I, think, I mean, K- I I think KD is kind of like, and it, I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, excuse me, like with winning or anything like that. KD is obviously an elite player, top five talent in the league, period. But I think for him, like he's a phase guy, and I think that for right now, like he's achieved what he wanted to achieve in Golden State. He's accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And he's like, okay, next next chapter. You know, yeah. let's keep moving on. What's my next challenge? And I think that that's what drives him. And I think a lot of people, he gets a lot of flack for uh, a lot of stuff. Some of it self-imposed, some of it not. But I think that, in my opinion, KD is a KD is a, is, a, is an achievement guy. I think that he looks for what's going what's gonna to drive me next. You know what I mean? I overcame the adversity of being the, the, the villain or the bad guy when I came to, to Golden State. And I won a championship. You know, and I was able to show everything that I could do before I went to Golden State. So now, what's my next thing? Can I co? Can I can I coexist? Can I do this? Like I think that he's just looking for that next. Chapter. I think, and I also think that KD is like he can really show his full game in Golden State. And it's yeah. I, and I and I, it's like you said, like I definitely agree with. I think it's like all right, I've done everything. And the thing about KD is the difference between him and Bron is when LeBron became the villain, he struggled on the court. KD, yeah. you can say whatever you want. The, the numbers were the same. The impact was yep. the same. So yep. I think, I think his if he leaves Golden State, his next stop, I think he's gonna be handling the ball more. I think you're gonna really see KD really, really show. I mean, we already know how great he is. I mean, I think that he's gonna go down as between him and LeBron, probably the best two small forwards of all time. But yeah. I really think that you're gonna show, you're gonna see how truly great he is. You know, if he stays injury free, of course, when he that age thirty year, if he's just like everything is in sync. Of how great he is in this. So, so what do you? Let me let me ask you this, and I and I've only seen this on a couple websites, but there there is, I guess you could say, counter rumor to the to the LeBron AD team up out west, or, or, or to the LeBron uh, Anthony Davis. I think I said KD Anthony Davis team up out west. So, what do you think about some of this scuttlebutt rumor that KD and Giannis could team up in Milwaukee? Because okay. there's a couple, there, there's a few reports. Stating that you know KD would consider going to Milwaukee to, to play alongside KD, so they can be the pretty much the the, the countermeasure to LeBron and Anthony Davis out west. Uh, KD ain't going to Milwaukee. Let's just start. Let's just you know, and I'm not. And it's nothing against Milwaukee. Cuckoo cows from Milwaukee, you know, in my project. Was in one my, my project. was one of my favorite songs. I like. I chew like back in the day when I ate bologna, like my bologna fried hard. But yeah, he in Milwaukee. Now, I guess he's been playing together somewhere else. If, if, if you know, Giannis forces – very rarely do great players ever go to small markets. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that in free agency, unless something has, unless something is like wrong with them, they like something like they've been injured, and it's like, hey, yo, the small market will pick, you know, will be able to pick pick this team, you know, be able to come and give you more money because the major market kind of like, I don't know, you, you just broke your foot, but you know, yeah. I can see them going somewhere else, but not he ain't going. That, that would be like KD could basically he would have a better chance to win with the Pacers, and we know hmm. he's not coming. They know. There's no one that's coming. Bro, even Chicago Bulls, and Chicago's the third biggest media market in the country. When's yep. the last time when's the last time the Bulls got a marquee free agent? Yeah, it's been a while. No, when it's been no, a while. No, man, when when is the last they've had it? What, Carlos Boozer? If that? I mean, when I, is the I, last, I when is the yeah, last no, no, I no, I'm just saying they don't those players, elite players do not come to the Midwest. Is this I mean I, I feel like it's the last elite free agent the Bulls got with them trying. And how did no? Was it what they was all that about trade? Yeah, but and what happened when Rodman had all these issues going around? So it wasn't like I just chose to go to the Bulls. No, I mean it's this that's that, and that's not even me being anti. But that's just, those elite players do not choose to go to the Midwest. Yeah. I'm say, I, I was just, I, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, man, I just don't see that happening. No. But uh, apparent, apparently, the, the 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 rumor mill is or reports are or whatever that. That uh, Giannis and KD actually have a have a relationship or a friendship or whatnot, and I guess these conversations take place, you know, in you know via text or you know phone call or whatever when it's you know just them two. So I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I felt the same way you did. Like I just don't see him going to Milwaukee. Oh, but they can, like I said, I don't say they wouldn't play together. I just say it ain't gonna be in Milwaukee. <laughs> it is. I mean, you got to think. If you KD, you you were in Oklahoma City for all those years. Next thing you know, you go to the Bay Area. KD's investing in tech and all this type of stuff. Yo, so let me let me pull a 180 to go to Milwaukee. I mean, that'd be better. I could see them going to New York to play together, cooking in Milwaukee. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's just, that's scuttable. I think that's, that might be Milwaukee fans, six, nine, that, that might be a, a fake KD burner account. <laughs> Bucks fans, they bring them rumors up, because that ain't, that ain't happening. <laughs> That is not happening at all. Yeah, so they, 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 I saw one of the one of the outlets I saw it on was SI. So maybe maybe they got somebody out there with some wishful thinking. Hey, bro. <laughs> so let me ask you this: We talked about the NBA, and I said I was going to bring up Yellow Eyes. So between the last time we between the last podcast and now Yellow Eyes, and for those who don't know, Yellow Eyes is Michael Jordan. Now he's been out here, he's been out here wilding. Yo, he smacked my man on the back of the head. <laughs> With that full Charlotte Hornets outfit on, with a Nike, I don't know what it is. You know, MJ's always layered with like eight layers of clothes. Maybe that's that. Maybe his his extreme black skin that he needs to be. He's cold all the time. I don't know. <laughs> that nigga be wearing them. He be wearing. He be layered up while he got vibranium on, like he the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. And, hey man, look. MJ said, "Look, I'm getting up here in age. I need to stay warm. You know what I'm hey, saying? So layered up." Man. And then, yo, my man was doing the. Was he doing the wobble with the leather coat on? The oh yeah, he had the wobble going on. He had the had the had the extra lit cigar. <laughs> like, yeah, with the leather suit. Yeah, I bet hey, she I'm living his best life, nigga. You just I hate. Bet, hey, I bet she laid that on the bed like, "Woo, I'm gonna kill the employees today." <laughs> hey, he probably, hey, MJ probably used a half a bottle of jupe. Um, <laughs> like, put a little jacar on. He like one, one breast meat, six drinks. And a, and a lit cigar. Where <laughs> <Away> we go? <laughs> you nigga probably like, he probably taking a picture of himself. Like, look, check this out. Why I need it. Look what you missed out on. Oh <laughs> damn! Love the suit, boy. 
And, you know, I'm sure MJ probably has people dressing, too. You know how, you know, you get a really nice suit. They put the suit jacket on. That's how Hamlin oh, probably, yeah. probably put that leather suit on. You know that mug is, like, heavy, too. MJ still, like, what, about 6'6", six, six, about 230, yeah, now, yeah. yeah, he about 250 now. Yeah, and they probably putting that suit on. Probably with the list cigar. MJ probably thinking he goes from power when he put that suit on. Like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. on. <laughs> hey. MJ, listen, MJ in the damn car listening to that daggone Keith Sweat before he got out. Nobody. Uh, yo, <laughs> no, man. We can, and speaking of Keith Sweat, yo, what the hell is over? You see that look he gave Jacquees when Jacquees said he was the king of R&B? Hey, man. Keith Sweat, like, he wanted to kick Jacquees in the sternum. Hey, so, uh, damn. Yo, bro, he had that look. You know, Keith Sweat already had a gold chain on with a fitted mock turtleneck. He was he wasn't for the bullshit. <laughs> no, not at all. And they already said Keith Sweat was like a hood dude, too. Yo, he was like, and Keith Sweat said, I still get that back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, hey, man. Damn Jacquees, man. Hey, we, we haven't got a chance to talk about that on, on the damn podcast. Let, let, let's, let's spend the moment. I know we I know we talk about sports, but no, we again, do. We still, we random, random strings of conscience in 2018. Yeah. Jacquees, has this guy even had like a gold record? I don't know. Uh, I'm not trying to hate. Had, I don't, no, 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 I don't no. know. Has he had one that's his own song? Yo, did well, you hear, that too. Did you hear the Candy Rain one? That oh, man. Yo, that dude, was terrible. I'm like, I could have got out there and done that. And then I saw the damn video with the, with the ill-ass dance steps. Yeah. That, was a, that was a whole other situation in itself. Yeah. I'm like, why you got on this damn long-ass Paul Bear suit jacket? It's like a common... <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like a Steve Harvey slash Zoot Suit like combo. I'm like, what are you doing? What is going on out here? Man. I don't know. But Jacques, Jacques though, bro, I I think he. It's okay to have confidence. It's okay to you know you know big yourself up. You're supposed to. Man. But like, bro, you just can't come out here doing what you do. You you can't. And then I saw Jay Holiday chime in. I'm like, damn, Jay yeah. Holiday, he's what? still around. Where did you even really come where'd you, from? Where'd you get resurrected from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, like what? Yo, last what? time I seen Jay Holiday, man, and you know, you know, I'm a big Amazon Prime like guy. And I heard a knock on the door. Oh man! And it's Jay Holiday dropping off my damn sweatshirt. So I said, "Damn!" <laughs> he better go back to bed in the Amazon Prime truck. That's where hey, Jay Holiday man. was. That damn Jay Holiday. I'm like, man, and then he came out talking strong. I'm like, bro. Yo, yo, I, I don't, I don't know what to say about these cats, bro. It, it's a situation. It's definitely a situation. But Jacques, when he rolled up on Keith Sweat and the look that Keith Sweat gave him, man, like <laughs> Keith Sweat had that look, like, like, bro, you can't, you can't even sell out the damn, the damn Vogue <laughs> here, in, here in Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you can't sell out a, a daggone, you know, seventy seater. Did you see the interview afterwards? And he yeah. made Jacquees apologize. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, Keith Sweat looked he looked he looked disgusted. Ain't nothing ain't nothing worse than an old head look disgusted at you, like, oh yeah. Like, you know, you just like you disgust me, <laughs> Jacquees. <laughs> but yeah, man. So let me let's so we probably called about, him probably called him Jack. Yeah, you know, Jacquees nigga. Look, yeah. Jack. <laughs> Yo, mama named me Jack. What's your name, Jack? <laughs> but let me ask you this, man. So no. Did you see when they, they had that whole discussion of who the king of R&B was, right? I know you put yeah. put up the Luther. I mean, I have, if we're taking for a time, I know he's nasty. For me, it would be R. Kelly. But did you see R. Kelly singing Bump and Grind and a song with like eight random dudes with a cigar? No, I missed that. Bruh, man, it was, it was just like he just started busting out in the song, in a sauna, 
with like these eight random dudes in there with a, with a, with a cigar in his mouth. Now, mm-hmm. what I want, what I know, what I want to be anywhere with R. Kelly with liquid and and no shirts on, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Because anytime it could be, it could it could be like him with that barber's cape, or him in that rustic cabin, or him with you know, <laughs> or him, you know, you know, he, he could be ready to relieve himself. You never know. <laughs> but you know, singing bumper, you. Yeah. <laughs> Singing bumping, hey man, singing bumping grind in a room full of dudes with no shirts on, and I'm not even making a gay judgment. It's like sociopath behavior. Yo. Man, my thing, my thing is, it's just random as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my thing about it. I can care. I mean, if, if, whatever you do in your personal life, you know, sexually, who you like, what you like, whatever. It's that's not all. even no. It's but, but it's it's behavior, just bro. it's just random as hell. Like, bruh, I'm in here in a sauna. I'm trying to you know sweat out some toxins or you know. Sweat off some weight or something, and you in here singing bumper grind. Like, Damn. what the hell? Because I probably I would have just moved myself to the corner to be away from this cat. Because I'm just, and then that you're like, yo, why you got cigar in here too? And he, I mean, I mean he, he's still saying it on key. I mean, I gotta give him his props. But I'm like, he went the full fledged song, and then like he was like, oh, stop, stop, take, stop, take. Like, bro, you should have stopped take about 20 years ago. <laughs> but you know, I, I I just thought that was like mad, mad weird. But it, then again, it lines up with the R. Kelly behavior. Of being like mad weird and mad random, yeah. It is just like yo, like is this? I don't know, man. Like in this era, I can't really. I, I mean, I guess if I wanted to like break down eras, probably be R. Kelly, Usher, man, Chris Brown's King of R&B. As of this era, because R&B is so different now. These dudes is like basically half rap and half singing, right? I like Drake. Yeah. Drake could be considered the king of R&B. Yeah, it was like it like it ain't even singing like on tune. Like, you know, it's just like, eh, even like, I, I like, say, and how much of it is singing? Because a lot yeah. of it is the auto tune and all that type of stuff. Like, like when I think King of R&B, I'm like, I, I want a cat that can sing yeah. and it's going to put up some good music, have some longevity. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I'm thinking King of R&B, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about popularity or likes or Instagram followers or no dumb shit like that. Like, I'm thinking musically, can this cat really perform? Can this cat sing? Can this cat do this stuff? And then, like longevity, you know yeah. what I mean? Like to be to be the king, you yeah, you, you got to be able to sustain. You got to ask man. You can't. It can't even be one album. Like even like, and I'm and I'm gonna say something that people might not agree with. Even when Whitney Houston said Bobby Brown's king of R&B, yo, Bobby Brown had one really great album. He had a lot of hits on that album. It was yeah. one album. You know, humping around and stuff like that was tied on the second on on the on the on the other on the Bobby album. Ain't nobody humping yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Hey, you you gonna talk about Bobby Brown? Then you you got it. You got again. It wasn't his hit, but you you got to bring out that thug loving with Ja Rule. Oh, (laughs) 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 no man, no slack, no 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 Mike J slack job, man. No Mike J slack. (laughs) That's inside joke between uh bow tie myself. I I, I would never know the reference to it, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man, but. I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, it was just, it's very interesting to see how it cast the R&B. But, but let, let's, let's kind of talk about music, man. So let's just talk about some R&B, all right? So I know you are you like Ella May's album. I liked it, too. Yeah. I, I liked Her's album. But even, I like, yeah. even like the song with like Her, I really like the song with Her and Bryson Tiller. But he ain't really singing. He like, I don't half, like he's rapping singing. or whatever that is, like trap yeah. B or whatever the hell that is. I mean, you know, it's cool, but it's just like the R&B just ain't hitting. It all sounds the same. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Like, 
I like cats. Like they're, they're, I like a lot of various music. We talk about this a lot on this on this podcast. Mike J and I both will listen to virtually anything, give everything a try, like various types of music. But when I'm thinking like like R and B type stuff, like some of the cats out now that that I will say like Daniel Caesar. Like yeah, I like Daniel, like I like I, yeah I like Daniel Caesar. Um, I like uh, I like Division. To me, that's that's kind of like an R and B like vibe. It's not like a trap R and B type thing or whatnot. Um, so I mean, like I, I like I tend to be drawn more toward that stuff. Now that's not to say that I won't listen to to you know Tiller or anybody like that if they got like a you know a little what's it called a little bop yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But I like I, I like if if I'm listening to something like I really want like a, a real R and B vibe. You know, uh, one of my one of my albums that, that I have that you know for 2018 that I really that I really liked it was an R&B album a lot of people give it it has gotten mixed reviews um but we're talking about R&B so I'm gonna throw it out there is the the Trey song the 1128 it's like a double album he's had like some longevity and he's had like a lot of hits and I think that this album in my opinion kind of showed a little bit of a versatility for him and it shows some adaptability because it was some traditional type R&B, you know, type stuff on there. But then there was some trap R&B, had a couple of upbeat joints. He had, he's got Sway Lee on a joint. And it was like, OK, so when I'm thinking about, quote unquote, kings of R&B or what's hot or whatnot and, and individual certain artists, like I look at him and it's like, OK, of course, he's got all the ladies. You know, he's you know, he's, he's team white skin, works out, all that type of stuff, whatever, whatever. But when you talk about it, like, talent-wise and, and what this brother's been able to do, you know, over the course of time, he's been in a, probably a good two at minimum, three maximum different types of eras of R&B, and he, he's had success in them. So, I mean, like, I look at stuff like that and I'm like, all right, this, 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 cat, this cat's doing this thing out here. So, I don't know. Like, I, when you think R&B, I think everybody is subjective um, to, to kind of what you like and, you know, what you which what your fan base is but I, I will tell y'all there's a lot of cats excuse me that um are a little underrated probably off the radar some people have heard some people have not um that you probably should just give a chance to because there, there's a lot of um talented artists out there man i can't think i can always pronounce it wrong it's r lum r um i can't I, it's I look at it on spotify r dot l-u-m dot r um brother has some joints man and I ain't, I ain't heard that. Hey man, brother, brother has. Hey man, you, hey, do this. Put that man. Won't you? When we when we finish the show, man, tweet it out from your account. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely yeah, do that. Yeah. And, and and big and big up this brother because he's talented, man. He writes his own stuff. Brother's got a, a you know a good voice, man. And, and like I said, man, he's he's a cat that I've been listening to prior for about a year and a half now. And I don't really hear. I hear some circles talk about him. But I don't hear a lot of people talk about him, but he puts you in the mind frame of like a, a Daniel Caesar with a little bit more like artsy vibe to it, whatnot. Really? He, he's, he's a talented brother, man. If I was to say, and you know, I'm not his publisher or anything like that, but um, check out a song called Loveless and then check out a, call, a song called Frustrated. Tell me what y'all think. And I'll put it out on my Twitter too from my, from my account and, you know, tag the podcast and all that type of stuff. And, you know, y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Yeah, cause I there's some different type of music, man. I like I love old R&B, you know. I mean, oh yeah, bro. So for me, it's just getting all for the new stuff. I'm not really into it as much because it's kind of all of it sonically sounds the same to me. 
But uh, I really, I mean, I was really on my rap bag this year because the R&B, I, and I probably like R&B maybe a little bit more, but I just ain't really found that, you know, I found some people like that I like, but it's like, all right, well, cool. Like, but all that, like, staying in the same key or the song sounding the same, like, yeah. even a guy like Tory Lanez, I can't get into it because he can't sing. Yeah. Like, like you can't, I mean, and uh, if you want to sing that or whatever, but you sound horrible. But, hey, don't say that too loud. Don't say that too loud. Tory Lanez probably try to come fight you. You know, he, uh, yeah, he, I know. He gets super he, tough now. <laughs> yeah, he got super tough. He got a, He bought a hairline, and he, he like Cardi B got got a bag, got my teeth fixed. He even bought a bag and got his got his hairline fixed, and he's he's feeling himself. Hey man, hey shout out, shout out. We talking about R and B man. Shout out to one of our brothers, Ray Day man. He dropped the gym on us the other day on the IG man, the Caribbean Queen. Oh man, man, <laughs> hey, man the ocean. Hey, Hey man, that took me back. Hey, shout out Ray Day for that one, man. I was, I bumped that probably like two or three times in a row, back to back. <laughs> hey man, my, hell, my, hell, I think my moms, and my pops, they got married and suddenly was played. You know, oh, that was another oh, one when Billy Ocean's cuts, man. So shout out for suddenly, man. Hey, my pops, my pops, you know, you know, my pops can sing. Hey man, he sung Larry Graham on, at his wedding. Oh man, you? <laughs> hey man, shout shout out my pops, man. Hey man, my. <laughs> My pops was GTD in this day, man. He got the draws. Hey, man. I remember going out to, like, a karaoke spot in the town, man. And I seen this old head, yo. You know, you remember the old heads that got, like, mad rings on their fingers? Yo, he, oh, hit yeah. that, he hit that Larry Graham, boy. And he hit some C to sign and C, boy. <laughs> hey, boy, he hit that note, boy. That one hey, man. the last one, you know, had his hand was shaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey man, that, hey that that song low key. Hey man, it it'll it'll turn it'll get the bras on some Duncan Hines, boy. I tell you that. Uh, hey man, <laughs> and that's another thing about the R and B of this time. It's not really any really about romance. It's yeah. right in this like sex and sex is cool. You know, enjoy sex. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not nagging it. But it's like, yo, I want something that's gonna like set the mood too. Yeah, you know? and don't I, don't just just don't don't just dive into it, man. You can't just get into it and be like, ah, yeah, <laughs> like yo, yo, I don't want that. Don't, <laughs> hey, yo, man, I don't want I don't want that nasty R and B at times. I want that that I want that to be the culmination. You know, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to sit back and be like you don't. Wanna, you gotta get you gotta get sensual with it. Hey, man, no, it ain't. <laughs> yeah. right. so, hey, man, you know, just like I had them damn mixes, man. It was a you know my damn lute high sex mix. Man, I could make money off them bad boys. Man. Oh damn! They they set they set they set a damn move, man. They, they you know they set a they they set a damn move, man. It would I wasn't coming out the first song, wasn't wasn't the Sam's first R Kelly song on TP two. You know, hit it hard from the back and all that type. Hey, of man. <laughs> hey man, you know we talk a lot about R Kelly, man. That's probably one of my favorite albums, man. TP two dot com, man. Yeah, R Kelly's probably R Kelly's problematic, but that album if you separate. You the can't. talent and, and, and the music, huh? It's, it's hard, man. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, difficult, it's difficult, man. It's man difficult, I, I can't now, man. <laughs> I can't do it because, yo, this nigga was making them. Hey, man, I used to think, like, oh, man, he's singing about adults. No, nigga. This nigga's singing about adults. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this nigga's out here, like, you know, that nigga is probably singing bumping ground right now to got this. To some young girl, or if she ain't young, if she's of age, nigga, she's probably in that damn ill ass house allegedly where they can't get out. It's it's, it's kind of hard to separate, but I do agree. <laughs> I, mean, I do agree that, that I mean he's so talented. It's like chocolate factory. I don't listen to it anymore because oh know, man, it's so good. <laughs> and it's like hey man, you, hey man, you 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 said that like you was. 
<laughs> like you was gonna do in a PowerPoint presentation at work, man. That's just so good. Hey man, hey, no. he's just so good. Hey, I'm telling you, man, but the music was just so damn nasty. Hey man, like, <laughs> like you had a mag, I had cocked to the side, like you wanted to agree, but you were like, ah, just can't, hey, can't get on board with it. <laughs> I can't, man. It's just like we'll talk, we'll talk about dude with the mag in a second. But yo, it's, the music is so good. But God, dog, it's so nasty. I mean, it's so nasty. And beyond, like, like that tape being ultimately disgusting, yo, the fact of the matter of him, like, having these, allegedly, these, because, you know, we ain't trying to get sued, these young girls and all this type of stuff, man, and they, they got the, like, escaping R. Kelly coming out in a few days. Yo, I can't do it. And then the fact now I got a daughter in my life, man, and she's 11, and, you know, yeah. I, I, I I would kill somebody, you know, because you know she's she's tall and developing. So it must be something. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a, as a dad. I'm not saying that as a dad. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just different, bro. And you know, you see this nigga, Mr. Nasty Man, out here singing his damn heart out, making these great. Things. <laughs> he said, "Mr. Nasty Man." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. All I can think about is this nasty ass like singing bumper grind to like some sixteen year old and like looking in her eyes and like singing that mug like with all the motion that somebody got caught, like you being caught out there and then like you you know how back in the day our granddaddies and granddaddies, you know, had other families and stuff like that was cheating. Like and they had that earnest oh, yeah. face after getting caught. I could see that nigga now like getting caught with his phone with another young girl and then she was singing this bumper grind to some young girl. He's nasty. He's nasty, man. And I was <laughs> I had to get off off that narcotic, and I'm done with him. But he's a I dig it. I dig very it. talented artist. I mean, he's made some of the best R&B music from what 1993 on. Yo, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the true king of R&B at from his point of time, to that it has to be him. But damn, yeah, he's so damn nasty. <laughs> he's nasty. But man, but you brought up the MAGA hat, bro. And one person I thought about giving the Twizzle to this year, but I didn't because I wanted to really talk about over-policing was Kanye. Yo, my man is still on this whole Drake thing. What the hell is up with Kanye, bro? Beyond, like, what's up beyond the MAGA hat stuff? Do you think him and Drake just need to square up? Uh, probably. I don't think it's no problem to it, though. I think, you know, I I, I mean, Jake, Drake keep making them mention, like, he basically he tapped his wife. Yo, bro. That's when you gotta have that conversation with like, yo, did you do it or not? If you did it, we gotta get over it. But you can't don't 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 me don't have me out here surprised and you know, the next thing you know, you're in a picture of y'all in the bed together or something like that. He needs to fight that man. <clears throat> yo, man, he's tripping on Drake dissing him on sicko mode. Talking about he made a left and busted a right and all this type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like you out here, man, you act like I mean, are you scared of Drake, bro? Can you imagine? Can you imagine hey. being scared of Drake? You know, I, I can't. Maybe, maybe they go Greco Roman wrestling. You know, Kanye didn't put on some extra weight, man. So, hey, man. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't. I don't know. Because I would pay for that on pay per view. Yo, that would be hilarious. Because <laughs> don't need one of them. They know how to throw a punch. Just put it on the gloves and let them let them go at it and see nah, what happens. No, nah, bro. At this point in time, they need to be bare knuckle out. Ain't even bare knuckle. He like said that. the bare knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you. I mean, if you if, if put like this, if you think a man, if a man is insinuating he slept with your queen, bro, you want to put the gloves on? Nah. Oh, well, no, no, nah, that's true. Nah, I mean, nah, bro. You know, man. At, at this point, man, you out here, man, and 
you know, Pusha T had to save your career when he, he came in there and dished the shit out of Drake, which is another one of 2018 things I'll see, I'll always think about. And the fact of how Drake was acting like a sucker on that show with LeBron, he looked up, he looked at LeBron like LeBron was his daddy. <laughs> he was like, oh, LeBron, LeBron was like, I'll, I'll, I'll always be proud of you. And then Drake had that look of like, yo, I know this is the father figure I always wanted, Daddy LeBron. The dude is two years older than me. <laughs> Really, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> it was like he wanted to like put his chest in, you know, LeBron's bo- his fe- his head in LeBron's bosom and be comforted and rocked. Oh, damn! Like Ayanna Van <laughs> the big titty uh chest chest hugs. But yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's 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 it's, it's time, bro. It, it's time for for Mr. West to fight that man. I mean, you know, he he shook Calabasas hey. all, all in a, all in a tizzy. Here come the, you know, man, I heard, I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and he called Drake the underdraker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man. Underdraker. Hey. I ain't heard that. <laughs> I, I was rolling. But, uh, hey, man, it's just, you know, right, come on, man. You know, it's just, he, he, I mean, you, you got you to gotta go square with him, bro. We ain't lose a draw. You got to yeah. square I mean, sometime in life, man, you know, there's been all times and times we thought a guy was going to bully us or whatever, and you stood your ground, and then, like, oh, he's, you know, he let it go. I think Drake is just like this. He's just playing into the role. Drake thought, like, I'm not, I'm not a tough guy like this, you know, but, hell, I'm going to let Kanye think it. Right. But, uh, yeah. I might have to, Drake said, look, I'm going to have to call Wheezy or Bird, man, grab some blood to go handle it. Yeah, hey, <laughs> man. Yeah, <Hey>, bruh. <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> man, all three of them. <laughs> that always, always be a moment, man. You know that all that type of stuff. But yeah, it's. But Mr. West, he he's still he's still on that island, bro. That's another person's music. I really can't. I mean, he made great music too. But you know, the MAGA hat and you act like you scared of Drake, bro. I, I can't. I can't rock with you. I can't Not at all. You. Not at all, man. But let's let's get to your. What's your five favorite albums, of 2018, bro? Oh man, um, so I, I put I, I've got KOD up there for J Cole. That came out earlier in the year. Um, that's, that's that's definitely on there. Um, something I've been listening to here recently, and I told y'all this on the last podcast. I, I'm gonna put it on here that uh, that ain't no going back from Yellow Beezy. Yeah. Hey man, hey man, Yellow Beezy's getting slept on. I'm just telling y'all that right now. Dude, dude is hilarious. Got like a cool little cadence with his flow, beats his own point, man. That that that, that album's a banger, man. Um, something that something that I, I was surprised that I really got into, but I ended up liking the whole album is that Shrimp Life, uh, Shrimp Life Three. Yeah, I believe it, I believe it was. Uh, that was a dope ass album, man. Like that was a dope record. Um, yeah, that makes that makes good music. Yeah, man. So the them, them cats and it's it's it's. I can't even put them in a box, and I think that that's kind of what they what they go for, man. Yeah. I can't put them in a box, man. It's just it's it's all over the place. It's just genuinely good music. Um, two two soundtracks I couldn't decide on, um, so I put them. I put, have got them both on my list, kind of like at a at a, at a tie, like a four A four B. Is that Superfly soundtrack and that Spider Man soundtrack? Um, Spider Man, Spider Man into Spider-Man. the multiverse. Man, that that Spider Man Spider Man soundtrack is pretty dope, bro. You need gotta check that out. It's yeah. it's that's a yeah, nice I soundtrack. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Now some of the Superfly have. I like that song Rick Ross has with the Earth yeah. Fire, uh, sample. Yeah, 
Yeah, that song. I like that. That's some shit. I like that. I like that real ass nigga by Miguel off of that. Off of the soundtrack. Yeah. So both both of them soundtracks, I probably put in some 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 of the favorites. When I say favorites, you know, these are just things that I've continuously listened to um, at various points in time. I come back to it and still and still rock with it. Let's see what else. Uh, that Trey songs I mentioned that earlier. That it's a double album, like the eleven twenty eight. I found uh, found that album to be pretty pretty solid. Like I said, just bumping it at various points in times. So I like the I like the, the the different dimensions on that album. Some of it's some of it's like uh, uh, traditional or good R and B. Some of it's pop. Some of it's kind of like upbeat. Got some ballads on there. I just like the versatility of the album. And then probably that LMA. Even though I. And this is no slight to anybody and it might stay. And I talked about this a little bit. Personally, I like her uh, like a little bit better. But uh, overall, album wise, I, I find myself being drawn more to LMA. Again, both of them amazing talents, not a slight to any either one of them. I think I like both of their music. Both of them are, are great talents. Uh, I just find myself coming back to the LMA album a little bit more than I do to her album. And let me ask you a question. Did the Internet album come out this year or was that last year? I think the internet album came out the end of last year. Okay. I think it came yeah. out the end of 2017. Okay. Yeah, that, that's but that, that's, that's, that's a hell of a dumb album too, bro. Yeah. yeah that's, For real. That's, that's, yeah, because she's sure to be singing singing in the live. That's the music yeah. I really, really like. That's, yes, you, sir. You give, me some, you give me somebody who can sing with a live band, you got my, you, you have my attention. Yep. So now when I tell my list, you're probably like, damn, Mike Jay's more of a hip, but I really like, for you to know me, I like R&B more. It's just, like yeah, yeah. earlier, is the R&B ain't the R&B that I like, but uh, I guess for me, and these are like some albums. Did you finish? I'm sorry. I, I, you know, oh yeah, no, no, go ahead, bro. And these aren't in any particular orders. These things I really liked. Like, uh, I liked the uh, Nipsey Hustles. I like that Victory Lap. I yeah, that was a nice I, album. I never really, I had listened to him, but I never really gave him that much of a chance. And the album that I didn't think I would like, but that mother bang is that J Rock. That redemption. That mother, I haven't heard it, bro. It's like it, you the know, whole. I mean, the whole album. I haven't heard. No, the whole it's album. like really, really, really good. Like it, it, oh, it, okay. it, it, it'll surprise you. Like whoa, like yo. I was like, I listen. I'm not gonna. I'm feel like it, I listen to this more than damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. No pun intended. No pun okay. Intended. Uh, another album is, is I like is uh. Have you heard that currency and Freddie Gibbs that Fetty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like, I like that. Uh, I like Pusha T. I like that Daytona. Yeah. I like Don. I like T.I. the Don Trap. T.I. is one of my favorite artists, but I like this. This was like really, really good. And I like the. Uh, it's some other cats, man. That's some other stuff I've been listening to. This is cats called. You ever heard of uh, a dude named uh, Conway and West Side Gun? Uh-uh. Benny, they some dudes from Buffalo. They like rap like that old New York, like punchline heavy and stuff like that. But like, it's really, really good. I've been bumping them, them cats too. Uh, I don't know who's who, cause I got onto them late. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That and I like Meek's album. I like Meek's album a lot. It's just it came out like what Thanksgiving time. So yeah, cool. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about. Yeah, <laughs> excuse Meek's, me. Meek's, Meek's album is really good, man. You know, and shout out to Meek for coming home. But like Meek is focused, and it's not all that hollering. Meek is you could tell like him being in jail, like it, like it got him together, like it got him because Meek always can rap. But like yeah, now yeah. it's like it got him like kind of focused. Now some of the stuff. It, some of the club songs ain't for me, and it's not no knock on. It's just you know I ain't really out there like that anymore. Like him talking about that, uh, you know he, he didn't want the lot of chick to spit in his mouth and all that type of stuff. A little too kinky for me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, another album, and I think it slept on. And I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that that damn Jaden Smith, the Sunset Tapes, Cool Tape Story. 
Yeah, that's a nice. That is a nice album, bro. That that song Soho is my is my joint off of there. But definitely, definitely, definitely a slept on album. He he he's vibing, man. He's in his damn bag on that one. I like his previous album too, but uh, the, the the Sunset Tapes. That's 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 a really pretty dope album. I've been listening to that pretty heavy too. Yeah, listen to me, man. Sometimes it'll be like this song, song with particular songs on albums that I really really like, like. Uh, <coughs> Uh, like that first song off the last Mac Miller. T- uh, what's I have to like figure it out. I have to see what it's called. I really like that song. Uh, let me see. I'm and I, as like you can tell, we doing strictly live stuff. So I'm like really. Oh good yeah. Looking looking at. I said like, Mac 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 Miller is cool. I don't think I've made it through an entire album of his before. I did but, not but, listen to the whole album, but it's just like a song that it just gets it uh puts me in it. This puts me in a. It's a. It's called Come Back to Earth. That's like one of my favorite songs. It's a it's a nice it's a it's a nice vibe. Uh, it's just something I really yeah. like. I, and I was one of those people who got on Mac Miller to you know rest in peace after he passed. And I was like, eh, I just never thought it would be any anything that I would want to listen to. But then I like asked to start going through his discography. I was like, oh, it's pretty decent. Yeah, but, somebody uh, a, a a friend of ours uh, she she put me on to uh, Crystal uh, Anderson Pot. She put yeah me yeah on. yeah. You put yeah. me on to that. I, I've been I've been trying to listen to that a little bit more. It's it's pretty dope from what I've yeah. heard. Now, if you listen, Oxnard is good, but Malibu is really really good. Like okay. When, yeah. So Malibu is like that's the one. Like oh, that man, Malibu is like on point. But uh, I mean, I try to make I try to mix it up, listen to the new stuff with those. I'm not one of those people that's like all I'm gonna listen to is like old hip hop or anything like that. Some of the new stuff, bang, is just some of it just ain't for me. Like I like that song with a. Uh, 21 Savage and J. Cole, that's a dope ass song. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't I haven't got through it all the way yet. Uh, and then he, my young boy, you know, he, you know, this ain't no disrespect. Like, yo, check out that A Boogie with the hoodie. So I'm gonna get oh, to okay. it. I just uh I haven't got to it yet because it's so much stuff that has has came out. This is like, yo, I'm I'm trying to like decipher everything that's kind of came out. Like some people are like, yo, have you got into that Kodak Black? I have not, but I heard it was really good. Uh, Travis Scott, he gets a couple of songs on there that's straight. I don't really, you know, it's not really for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the stuff I realized, I'll try to give it like, you know, and it's like, you know, did you did you did you like that Kevin Gates? Oh yeah, I did. I like that the Luca Basti three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Gates. I'm a Gates fan. I like that yeah. bad boy. I uh another and another CD another album CD. I'm showing my age. Another album that I, <laughs> I can't I can't I can't front that has some bangers was that Cardi. That Cardi was hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yes it was, yes it was. It ain't no fight. Yes it was. I can't, I can't even front that mother hard. Like, yo, you know, I know people always compare her to Nicki. I'm like, ain't no comparison. This shit's hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, you know, I just, you know, I don't take Cardi as being like a rapper. Rapper, I think hers as being like a pop star who just make rap music. But yeah, it's dope. No disrespect. Yeah, it was I, dope. I get that. And even like some of the stuff hey, off, off the Carters, I liked. Uh, hey man, it's just, they got this song called "Nice," but Beyonce got Jay Z up out of here. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was. Hey man, I was up in that mug like catching. You know, you catch yourself to a vibe like, oh shit, it's kind of it's hard as hell. But you know, you really ain't thinking you're gonna be vibing to this. <laughs> yeah, that mother, yeah, bro, yeah. I was in. I was rapping Beyonce part. I was like, fuck you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my man Rita rolled his windows up, looking around. So I didn't expect sure. Oh man, I, 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 yo, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it all with real with our, with our, with our, our family, man. So I was in grad school, man, and everybody, I love Beyonce. 
So man, I'm up, you know, I'm up on there listening. It's like a, I got like a like an hour and a half commute to get to get to school. So I finally, I, I hit I hit the area I'm going to school at, and damn, uh, what's that damn song? Love on top came on, man, and I'm up here. Go. No. <laughs> no, nigga, I had to catch myself. I was like. When I was like, damn, I shook my damn head and I was like, oh shit, I need to get my <laughs> he might see me. It's the highway. I'm in these terror host streets. <laughs> hey, hell no. Hey man, like I, hey bro, between that and you put damage done by Danny DeCane, boy, the full bitch will pop out. <laughs> oh damn, not Danny DeCane. <laughs> hey man, you shit, my shit, boy. Hey man, I remember when I hurt my shoulder, I was in therapy. And they used to, and they would just play like random songs, and you know, your therapy, or whatever. So, bro, I'm on the treadmill. That shit came on. I felt like, you know, how on the Ghostbusters, that green ghost popped out. That's how I felt. The bitches came out. I was just like, kids, kids, kids. What? What am I do? I was like, oh shit, I'm in public. Hell no. <laughs> Hey, hell no! Hey, this is certain damn pop songs. You come on, bro. And, hey, I don't give a damn. I will fight you to the death and shoot you. <laughs> but hey, oh, yeah, my damn, some damn pop songs. Come on, boy. Hey, hey, boy. Don't don't put on uh on Human Nature or <laughs> oh by Michael Jackson. Oh, hey, or, or even or even anything by uh by SWV, boy. I will hit that high note. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, hey nigga, I was listening. I was listening to Human Nature, and just the other day in the car, I had it on blast. Hey, I was on, I was, and I was on damn Post Road. I didn't give a damn. Hey man, like so, there's some shit, boy. It's like some of them damn songs, man. I don't give a damn. And that's the thing. I don't care what people think about me. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Now, sometimes I will like check myself because you know I ain't trying to get out here like that. But you know, I, I mean, I can say it in here and then laugh at it. It's like yo, love on top, come on, boy. Hey, I will answer what do say hi to. Hide your kids, hide your wife. That's my shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. So this music was music was banging this shit, man. There was so much stuff that came out, and I'm and I'm trying to balance that out. We're still going back to my old stuff on my playlist because that's really what I, I, I that's my old reliables, man. So, so who you looking forward to in 20, 2019 and drop something? Um. I don't know. Like I got, I got a wish list. Like every year, I wish Outkast would drop something. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that ain't. I, I, that's not that, that. That ain't happening. I mean, I yeah, think, I, I, was say, I think Big Boy will drop something, but I know. Yeah, I know. So that's 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 just the wish list. Um, I don't know. Like I can't say one artist in particular. Uh, I think just from a music standpoint, I'm hoping to get some really good versatile music, um, whether it be rap, R&B, you know country pop or whatever like i just want something that's going to push the envelope something that's innovative or when i say push the envelope that doesn't mean it's got to be you know just like outlandish like thundercat but you know even though he's got some he's got some solid joints but i just i just want some good versatile music man and i, I can't say i, I wanted to see what artists can come up and produce that like i, said, I was surprised with eminem last year i mean that kamikaze album was pretty dope um, the joint with Jordan Lucas and Worst of Five Nine, you know that that so that was surprising to me. So I'm just kind of, kind of just waiting to see what what cup pops up. You know, I just want some really good music, like a vibe to something that's going to bring a lot of positivity. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still listen to a, a ton of I listen to a ton of trap, but I listen to a lot of like really gutter rap too uh, but that's just what i grew up on is it's problematic <laughs> as it is i was i was listening to this stuff when i was 12 13 so like it's just a part of me 
but I really am into like a lot of good vibe type music, you know, like Mike J said, <clears throat> um, the internet and, and Daniel Caesars and different artists. Like I'm just wanting to see what comes up, man. And, and, and you know, actually I'll say one artist and, and it, it's partially because he's a talented brother and, and partially because he's my family, man. So I'm listening, I'm looking out for Ro James, man. Oh, yeah. um, I talked to uh, Ro, Ro James is my cousin and, uh, we talk all the time. Yeah, that's fam. I'm like, that's 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 fam, and we talk all the time. So I'm I'm looking forward to new music and and great longevity for 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 the fam and for that brother. He's got some he's got some heat on deck. So uh, I can say I'm looking forward to that. But I just really want some good vibe music, man. Oh yeah, that's that's my shit. And then you already know then that song with the remix of him and BJ the Kid. Cause you know I bought Bro James family yeah. with me too, man. I bought the album. I didn't see the stream when I bought it. So, yeah, I seen that cat back in uh, July at the Black Expo, and people didn't believe I actually knew him. I'm like, yo, I, <laughs> I know him since, we, since, you know, we got kids, but, like, teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah. it was funny, man, seeing somebody that I knew that was, like, tripping out that I knew him. We, like, shook up and exchanged numbers and all that type of stuff, man. But, yeah, I'm definitely waiting for him to, to cook something up. The last song he came out, what I like, was it called? Hearts? Was it Hearts? That was it called? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I'm definitely ready for some some good some R. He makes R&B music. I'm ready for some R&B music. So that's yeah. my thing. R&B, I'm some good R&B. I think we'll continue to get good rap. I think rap's in place now that our favorite rappers who are getting in their 40s are getting better. They it don't have to be like you have to fall off. You just you just change up what you're talking about. You know, right, right. Not be talking about you up in the trap shooting people because obviously you know we too old for that, dog. I ain't running down on nobody unless I actually have to. Dog. I'm gonna get winded. <laughs> you know, but uh. <laughs> But I am looking forward to our like like our favorites who are maturing and getting older, making real, still making really good music. Rap doesn't have yeah. to be a young boy's thing. But yeah. man, let's transition to TV, uh, TV and are you done? I bet. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say All I right. think that for 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 me for 2019, uh, for 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 TV and movies, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that live action Lion King. Can't even lie. Oh, that's looking good, forward bro. to that with with without a shadow of a doubt that. And and the last season of Game of Thrones, like that's I, what I'm I have. Ne- I try. I have never. I'm one of the few people that never watched Game. Oh, I it was like, and I feel like now I'm like so behind. It might be happy. You know how some people like are, like shout out to one of our uh, our podcast family, uh, the homie Robin, right? And she, yeah, was, yeah. I'm, I'm just catching up on the wire. Game of Thrones might be something that after it's done, after I might have to like go through when once it's done, done. And catch up and catch up on it and and see it. That might be one of oh, the man. I have to like have to because I want to because I don't want to be those people like oh if, was it like season eight is it season eight yeah season nine season nine I want to be yeah. able to like I I'm cool enough to be able to go back and like oh let me just watch this and like take some time because you know I might not I'm not gonna binge watch it. I have something to do but I wouldn't mind like <laughs> catching up on like hey oh episode two if I like it so. That might hey, that man. might be one That's of my, my things in 2019 is to get into it, and then that way I can really have a dialogue with people if it's something I like. You know, I'll give it a chance. I just, yeah. I don't, I'm so behind now. It's something like I don't really have the interest to get into it until maybe it's done. And like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like that's kind of like me and power. Like I never I never got into power, and that's no slight or anything like that. I just never got into it. And every time I say that, people are like, "Oh my gosh!" Bro. I'm like, I I just never got into it. You know what I mean? I'm not dissing it. It's probably a great show, and I hear nothing but good things about it. You know, from from different cultural backgrounds or whatnot. So I mean, I hear nothing but good stuff about it. I just never got into it. Yeah, and some things you just have to catch late. I mean, yeah, I didn't catch the wire on time because I was in college. I didn't I ain't gonna lie, I didn't have cable during those times. <laughs> but uh, right. you know, I you know, I just couldn't afford it. But I caught it late, and I was like, oh, this is a great show. And this is some things you just have to catch late. 
There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. You know, just some yeah. things just not I don't, everything doesn't have to be in the moment now. The blessing yeah. is the fact that we can go back and just, you know, kind of find stuff. Right. But uh Yeah, so that's probably that's what I'm looking forward to in twenty nineteen, just outside of the music, you know, from from entertainment standpoint. I'm looking forward to the next season of Atlanta because this one was really good. I'm looking. Yes, for- I'm glad I'm, you said that. Okay, I'm, yes, I'm I'm jumping on that too. Yes, I'm waiting for that too. Yeah, <laughs> Insecure was good this season. I'm interested to see where they go, what goes, what goes for as they develop more of the characters. But I'm really looking forward to Atlanta because it's been so long. I actually for you know forgot them what happened because it's been so long. Uh, right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for as far as TV. Uh, I don't know. There's other shows that I like, but you know, I mean, they just come and go. Movies wise, I mean, I know you're probably gonna say Avengers. So, damn right. Uh, I don't know what else <laughs> beyond that because I think that's too easy for me. Like, yeah, me too. I mean, I I, I watch the movies, but I'm not into them like Bowtie is as far as like the back characters and like the, you know, we have a group chat that they'll go on and go on. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I'll just catch them when the movie comes on. Yeah. But uh, Lion King, Lion King live live action, Avengers Endgame. And that Captain Marvel, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, actually, Captain Marvel, I'm but, excited to see but it. But by, by far, Lion King is by uh, far. Like I said, I, even this, 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 is, this is one time where it's even above Avengers for me. And it's just because yeah. of the race. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be dope. Because isn't Donald Glover like Zimba? Yeah, and Beyonce is Beyonce is uh, uh Nala. Yeah. Who's supposed to be star? And, and, and of course, James Earl Jones is is yeah. uh, is uh, is a uh, uh, damn. I can't think of his damn name. Mufasa. Uh, Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's supposed who's supposed to be uh Scar? I don't know who's supposed to be Scar. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, cause yo, cause Scar was shady in the mug, man. Let's see. Let's see, live action. If I can find it out here, see yeah. what's going on. Let's see, James Earl Jones. Oh, I can't pronounce his name, but you know who he is. Uh, uh, Sheetwell Ejofor. Is that the, he's is been, that, is that he's the been in quite a few is movies. That, is that the brother who was in uh, the movie? Uh, what is it? He was in the movie about Petey Green. Was that him? Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it is. It is. You, you, got, you know I got, who it I got, is. I got, the, I got the confirmation from. I got from from from, from the producer. Now, it's this from the producer. Yeah, <laughs> producer, you want to get on here and say something? She's shaking her head. No. You sure you want to say? Uh, come on, come out the booth. We know where you are. Yeah, come in the booth. Come out the she, booth. She just keeps shaking her head. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's the that's the brother from the Petey Green movie. Uh, the one that was like. Nigga, you should have known yeah. I'll talk you to a pool hall. <laughs> nigga, think y'all all the same. <laughs> you think a nigga ain't like me from the projects, nigga? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing funny when a proper nigga say nigga. That shit is hilarious. Right. Niggas get hot. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Man, I didn't know Alfred Wilder, Alfred Wilder was so robby. Man, yeah, that 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 fits her. Yeah, I definitely gonna be saying that though. Man, yeah, I, I would be. I'm taking off work. Man, <laughs> when's it come out? Like. Fuck, summer? fuck all that. I don't give a damn. Yeah, it's supposed to come out like in May, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely one of my, one of my race movies where I go see this. Like I've seen Black Panther twice. Seen it by myself. Oh, yeah. And took the fan. You know me? I saw, I saw it three times in the theater. Mm. So, yeah. I saw it by myself. I saw it by myself. Then I, I, I saw it with the fam. Then I went back again. I saw it by myself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely. Fuck all yeah, that. yeah I, I don't know what else is coming out for 2019. Oh, but it's something I do want to see. Uh, they are coming out with a documentary of the five heartbeats. Oh shit! 
Yeah, man. Oh, I, will, I, I will be seeing that. But, but hey, but, but, uh, but guess what? Shout, shout, shout out but, my dude, James Anthony Dresser. Hey, man, but uh, I was watching Robert Townsend on The Breakfast Club, and he said, wouldn't he, he asked Whitney Houston to be baby doll, and she turned it down. Oh, word? <laughs> yeah, and it's like that, and he went to Denzel to be uh, to be Eddie Kane. Well, Eddie King is really Eddie King, but everybody said Eddie King. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, can you imagine Denny being Eddie Kane? <laughs> Denny. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good good flick right there. So I don't know if it's gonna. I, don't, I think they're showing it in theaters like New York and stuff like that. But that's something I I will I wouldn't mind buying. You know, if I have to buy it like oh yeah. Know, on Blu-ray or something like that, or buy it on demand. Amazon Prime. Yeah, so that's just, that's what I'm really looking forward to, man. So, so, no let doubt, ask, bro. so let me ask you something. You know, I know Earl, when we were talking about setting the show up, you said you want to see some tips to keep your relationship fresh going into 2019, man. So so go ahead, man, and bust them on out, brother. Uh, you know, it was just something that was <clears throat> a, a, a lot of people that I've been interacting with have been talking about, you know, just relationships in general, whether they're in a relationship, not in the relationship, looking for a relationship, trying to get out of a relationship, like all of the above. And mm-hmm. I think that it's just, like I said, just so many people around me uh, personally, you know, and professionally, a lot of people are talking about, you know, just different aspects of relationship. And I, I the biggest thing that I can, that, that I've been telling people just in those various conversations with various people um, is that like the, the biggest thing is know your self-worth. Like in any relationship, you can't be good for somebody else unless you're good for yourself. So, I mean, like really figure out like what it is that you value, what you like, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate, all of the above. And try to make sure that you are a best you so that you can either A, be a good you for somebody else so y'all can be a good together. Or B, know that know what your worth is so that you can remove yourself from someone that's not aiding you in being the best you. You know what I mean? Or promoting you to be the best you. Yeah. Um, and, and so again, like it's a relationship thing, but it still kind of focuses back, in, in my opinion, it just focuses back on that individual um, and knowing what you bring to the table or that you don't bring to the table and what you're willing to work on or not work on or put up with and not put up with. And uh, like that's even personally, you know, I, I think about these same things like, okay, how can I be a better person for somebody else? And what where do I find my value and, and what do I need and, and you know what can I do with that and that sort of deal you know in, in a relationship so Botox Fresh's tip uh, is just to figure out what you are and, and what what drives you what motivates you and know what also what brings you down and, and what demotivates you so that you can avoid those things or work on those things um, to try to continue to be a better person um, and then two is, is communicating. So after you've done that, you got to be able to tell somebody else, you know, Hey, I don't like this, you know, or, or this, this is, and, that, and, that's, I, and, that, and that's hard. Especially it is. Because, it's very, you know, very hard. You don't, want, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yeah. and you know, that sort of deal. But again, it comes in the best you, if it's causing you harm, then you have to be able to tell that person because how can they fix it or how can they not do those things? Or if it's something that's great, you're like, Oh man, I really like that. You know, tell that person so that they can kind of do more of those things to, to help enhance you or promote you or, or make you feel better or whatnot. So again, definitely got to communicate and communicating is not just being a deliverer communicating is being a receiver. Um, 
So just listen to what people are saying to you. If a person's like, you know, I really don't like that, or this makes me feel this way, or a person is like, hey, you know, I really appreciate you doing that, or, you know, I really like when you do this, like be the receiver, listen to those things, um, and try to act on, on the things that people are saying to you or the messages that people are giving you. Because if they're bold enough or brave enough to communicate with you, you should be respectful and brave enough to receive it and try to act on it. Okay. And again, it's as personal that, you know, both our fresh is, is going through that and then thinking about those things. Um, but again, uh, like I said, I've had several conversations personally in the workplace um, at a gala that I was just at. And I was talking to a brother at the daggone little bar. And he was just, I, I have no idea why he started talking to me about, you know, his relationship and he was there with somebody and, you know, I think he was just frustrated with her because she was kind of, she was kind of acting a fool. But I think he was just frustrated with her, and that's kind of what sparked the conversation. I don't know. So again, like it just seems to have been a theme. Like the last three months of, of this year for Bowtie Fresh has just been so many people, so many different conversations, and it's just something that that I was like, you know what, I want to share with the people just a little bit of a tidbit going into 2019. Yeah, I mean, and for me personally, 2019 was has was rough. But I'm looking to know, the, you know, I had been kind of got off my way in things I like to how to handle my life a little bit. But I am going, I am working on some things, and I'm actually I got this book that I'm getting ready to start. It's called Heavy. So it's mm -hmm. about about the black man uh, who is uh, going, just you know, about black black male mental health. So that's one of the things I'm really wanting to focus on, and there's no stigmas against it. Uh, so yeah. that's one of the things that I'm gonna be honest with people that I am working through, of like stigma of like saying, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with reaching out for help," and yeah. if it's a need. So I know we're almost almost running out of time, my brother, but I definitely want to do that, man. So that's so really really want to encourage people to communicate. You know, do whatever you do spiritually, emotionally, physically. But uh, it's one of the things that I'm definitely taking the heart to become a better me you know and it's nothing yeah, no doubt. I, think, I think i'm a good person you know i love me but i think there's always some room to improvement and i want to be able to to be my better self and to be my better self in all aspects of my life there's some things that i want to improve and enhance so absolutely that's, that's, that's so I, think, I think that's a i think that's a great perfect segue into into both our freshness you know motivation of the podcast that i leave y'all with every week uh so my motivation for this week, for, for, for y'all, uh, for the podcast is listen without defending and speak without offending. So let that soak in and all the things that Mike J and I just said. Motivational for the week is, is listen without defending and speak without offending. All right, man. And uh, for me, it's just been, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. 2018, we weren't as active as we like to be. Well, 2019, I think, you know, we are, we definitely going to be more, I'm not saying, I think we are definitely going to be more active. You'll see us out doing more things. We have some, the merch coming. So this is an exciting time. So some things we're definitely going to change, make sure that we are available to be, to do this more. Cause I, it's, to me, it's like, it's like therapy. You know what I'm yep. saying? It's, you know, to be able to let out my thoughts and my jokes and talk to my, to my brother and all this type of thing. So we appreciate y'all for the, for rocking with us. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a long year. You know, preferably pray for everybody. You know, for for those type of things. But you know, we got love for y'all, and we definitely look forward to 2019. And y'all know if y'all got any anything y'all want to hit us up, grownmanish. You know, email on Gmail. Hit us up with that, and I'll put everything, all our contact information in the description. So hey, man, we'll catch y'all. Hopefully, we'll catch y'all next week. And we will catch y'all next week. And no doubt, man. So I'll let y'all later.
Peace.